0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. This is finally the twentieth and last in this kind of mini semi-series of lockdown podcasts. We've got the full crew here. Eventually, we do all the usual things. This time, we look take a look at everything we painted over the last twenty weeks. We've got the quids. We've got some conversations about real and virtual gaming we get onto waterloo with the napoleonic session we do also have a poem from andy which um, means there's an awful lot of andy based content in this one and then finally as usual there's some secret bonus extra material if you listen past the end of the final credits music sit back enjoy the podcast
1: this means war
0: Well, welcome to episode number 20, um, a staggering achievement or um, a staggering way of marking time through um, this this somewhat protracted lockdown worldwide malarkey, which um, has clearly gone on longer than I think anybody in the world thought would happen. Um, whether that's true for the lockdown or the podcast or both, I'm not entirely sure. We're here with the starting team of six this week. Um, Adam is is winding his way from a from a cricket match and may well join us by halfway through or something like that but you know we've got the the six of the normal seven here as we hit the fabulous episode number 20 and in a bit of a variety from is normal, normal
2: not exaggerating it a bit tim
0: well yes okay normal's kind of pushing it a little bit i suspect but but i think usual. in um, possibly usual. Pos- yeah usual yes usual not even standard usual um but in a a sort of slight sort of stretch version of of a break from reality instead of this week what have you been painting in the last week what we're going to look around is what have you painted in the last 20 weeks and I I've got a suspicion that there's some frantic scribbling on pads there's possibly a couple of spreadsheets there may even be a a visual data graphic representation from Mr Webb we'll see um, you know as he he brings his work skills to the table but I think um, Simon in your role as um, you know IT bloke of the set, you must have a spreadsheet. Tell us, tell us what's on the assignment, I'm guessing it exists, Leroy Mayer spreadsheet, and, um, yes. and talk us through what you've painted in the last twenty weeks. So yes, I do have a spreadsheet. Um, I didn't get the V lookups done
3: just in time. I, I, I did ran a, ran out of um, interest on that point.
0: The v so, lookups is is that a unit in the Napoleonic army or, or some of your Swedes? No, v it's Lookup so, regiment. Yeah.
3: You no, know, it's only from the Seven Years War. Because, by the time we seven get to one. yeah, so um, <laughs> fine, <laughs> okay. So I've treated um, every model, whether it's f- six mil, fifteen mil, or twenty-five mil, as one object. Okay. So what about toothbrushes? Toothbrushes don't count because they're accessories. Okay.
0: Yes, accessories is important. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, <sighs> annoyingly, I am four short of the number I wanted to get to. So oh. I've counted. Yeah, four short of. Four so, things. yeah, four objects. So, in the last 20 weeks, I've only painted a mere 996
0: models. Oh, no. Oh, you a mere loser. a thousand things. So, you, you've scales. got
4: time on this call to actually get it done.
3: It's yeah, I was, really. I, I was thinking that, but I thought that was cheating because we had
0: to have the list sort of nominally uh, concluded by yesterday. But, uh, but you've got you've got nearly two hours left. You could be um
4: it's
0: so, so near, 80, too far. Yeah, I could know. 80, 000, especially if they're Austrians.
3: Yeah. So um so terrifyingly, I look at it in my 25 mil Chinese army, I think I can I think I had most of it finished before lockdown started, so that, that doesn't count. Um but yeah, looking at armies like you know, the the Gaulish army, so the war band. So in during lockdown they went from an army that was fully barely painted that I brought back from Australia, yeah. stripped, rebased, repainted, and that was a mere two hundred and fifty-six models. So um, you've
0: actually you've not only painted those, you've unpainted them as well. Yeah. So they you started painted, you've unpainted them, you've painted them again. So that almost yeah. counts double. You must get the extra four for that. <laughs> Unpainting. Yeah. If it,
3: painted, it should count half, shouldn't it?
0: Yeah, that should be at least half. Yes.
3: So I've done done those. Then you've got things like um, clear the lookup tables. Um, just a mere ten elephants. I'm sorry, Mr. Webb. I only got to I only got to ten full elephants, but they were elephants with at least four crew, and most of them with either guns or uh, umbrellas. So it's one elephant. Didn't you do
4: some artillery elephants as well?
3: I did too, uh, uh, two two uh, elephants with artillery, and then another eight elephants. Whoops. So, uh, th-
4: those have got to count double.
3: Yeah, so I counted them as um, four models each because each elephant has three crew plus the elephant. Um, Chinese 25 mil chariots, 15 mil chariots, um, quite a lot of Renaissance, a buckle load of seven year swedes, which I know doesn't get into Napoleonics, but they've still got uh, white uniforms and uh, cute hats. Um, a lot of modern tanks, and, um, and not to be forgotten, Eight, 15, mil, 25 mil
0: rabbits. Of course, the <laughs> rabbits do count, don't they? That's good. So One armed on, uh, with a carrot. So, so if, um, and the, know, the Swedish like, yes,
2: seven, you war, um 30 war stuff you did as well. That was very nice.
3: Oh, uh, yes. I got the Swedish, uh, the and Shot Salvo
0: guys, uh, Prince Rupert with Bonnie, and uh, other stuff. So, is there anything you look back and go, you know, I'd learnt something through the process of doing those that, you know, over this? any kind of techniques or, or tricks or things other than buy the right size shield transfers, um, you know, if I think back almost 18 weeks to when you bought the wrong ones. But um, Details, details. Details, um, details. The one
3: I had the most fun with in some ways was the, the goals. Um, I used some of the te- techniques that Tamsin and Dave had suggested about, you know, doing some of the skin, some of the shields and all that. But also managed to try to do some of the... Um, Celtic t- blue tattoos. Okay. So on a few of the war band, when you look at them at long distance, you can see the blue tattoos down the chest and quite a few of them are buck naked, um, which is generally in, Australian and in uh, after four beers and in Soho, <laughs> but that's a whole yeah. other story. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so, so they came out quite nice. And then doing the Seven Years War Swedish, trying to get the idea of actually mixing blue and getting the, the yellow, the blue... The different colours and the, and all that stuff with the regimental guns, and all that stuff, they came out quite nice. So,
0: one day I'll actually get them on the table as well. Excellent, excellent. So that's well, you know, four short of a thousand is <laughs> is pretty poky there. I think that's that's a very very credible credible thing. <laughs> is there is there is there any ones that you actually you know were going this was a drag or. Or, you know, is it just all a blur of a thousand different things as you look back?
3: I think all of them came down to they're they're all quite um, motivational because the goals were being aimed for campaign back in the day when we thought we'd actually be wargaming in May. Ha ha. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: God, imagine. Yeah. (laughs) I know. So that would be nice. You know, I thought I'd be able to bring the 25 mil Chinese to roll call. Oh, no, that got cancelled. Then there was the the goals for this. Then there was going to be something for the world. That got canned. Um, So... um, I think it's just a lot of fun. Just, just uh, a lot of moving deadlines up, then. And having a lot of motivation to keep sane. What can I do? Buy more toy soldiers and ha- help um, wargaming uh, supplies around the UK.
0: No, that's, that's very, very altruistic of you then. Um, okay. So Tamsin, you know, going to a, a different scale, a different thing, I guess you've done buildings and scatter terrain. It, it must be difficult to even come up with a, a taxonomy or whatever for, for counting the things that you've done or, um, you know, there's there's got to be all sorts of different stuff in there of, of different scales, yeah. starting from the, starting from. It's
5: been twenty-eight millimeter. Yeah.
0: So 10, twenty-eight you, mil. You yeah. can just do yours.
3: 28 in Twenty-eight
5: mil. I've just opened up the gallery to go through everything I've yeah. painted since it. Oh, well, um, they look nice. Not much.
3: So oh, I started okay.
5: by ten Waffen SS, mm-hmm. which were for a friend. And then there was the Wars of the Roses army. Mm-hmm. It was about two hundred, just over. I think it was. Two hundred odd foot and thirty six oh. mounted. Okay, wow. And then sort of pulp, well, pulp era scatter terrain, uh. sci-fi scatter terrain, and then of course, my so, like, Judge Dread Mega City One project. So, I
0: think calling that a project is under undercooking it a little bit, wasn't it? That's almost building a city. Yeah, a little yeah.
5: bit. <laughs> yeah. Had the judges and set judges, perps buildings city death troopers the fatties
3: i, I did, it does look like there's a rule book missing a whole series of pictures to be taken because um
0: these are stunning they were excellent so that yeah, that was one of the things where you were um you you started doing your own uh, I was going to say tattoos I'm talking about um, I've
5: graffitied graffiti graffiti. yeah, yeah. I've printed out two shirt a four sheets of decals one on cleared paper one on white on white decal paper hmm. i've been using them. i've had i have had a few few issues with the uh, with decals sticking on the paper not yeah. coming up not coming off it right
0: i guess if you've got two a four sheets you can you can afford some attrition there can't you oh
5: yeah i yeah, yeah I, it's about
0: and, and what do you you know? What's do you think? Because um, I've I've been trying to read up on some of that to try and do some of that myself in, at some point in future. Mm. Did you did you, you know? Because there's there's either white backing, which means you've got to paint carefully around it, or there is transparent backing, which you might not get the colours. Is the theory on on the internet? But did you come yes. come up with a conclusion as to to which one is is the best way of doing it?
5: Um, I still haven't really. I've uh, de- I found. Yes, the the clear the clear one one's printed on clear. You can either sort of sort of dry brush white where you're going to be applying them, mm. and then because it's graffiti, that just looks like the the prep that that the tagger okay. is done. Right. Okay. On the surface.
0: Yeah.
5: Or you can just leave them as they are, and they're just faded, old. They're already slightly weth- weathered. Okay. And so then I've... when. Use white work, white ones printed on the white backing when when you want them to look yeah. as though they're quite fresh.
0: A bit more pink, because I guess if you were doing it on shields and stuff, you'd you wouldn't have that worry. You could underpaint white anyway, yeah. so the, the clear transfer stuff would work just just well enough.
5: Yeah, I think that's the idea. Uh, say, okay. All the marking off done and in the last week I painted up a lot more concrete. Yeah, and I went a the bit topic. O.T.T. on these with the with the decals and posters, so every every item this side has now So of course, oh, that's magic. I've done eight T wall sections and eight jersey barrier sections. And then I have placed another order and got another eight of each of those. A pack of eight sort of damaged jersey barriers and a packet of K rail barriers as well, and mm-hmm. place full all those up. Other, I end towards the end of last week. Then I got some more scattered terrain done over the weekend, so some vending machines, some miniguns, some prisoner holding posts, yeah. I, garbage grinders, gas cylinders.
0: Yeah you've got to have some gas cylinders um, to blow up. Yesterday,
5: last night, started painting, got the painting done on this final bit, a subway entrance and did the varnishing and sort of decals today So
0: So how many buildings have you actually got in your (coughs) Mega City one then now, is it? um...
5: Well, it's three buildings plus subway entrance and the burger stall.
0: Okay, plus all the scatter and the rest of it.
5: Plus all the scatter, so you've got two billboards, you've got six shipping containers.
0: No, no, I I hear good things about this game. I've seen a couple of bits on Twitter when people have said it's a... Nice simple kind of mechanics, it really does flow well.
5: it certainly flows well for a cause it's the same, same basically the same mechanics as a strontium dog, and that works well very well with the strontium dog bit, but with judge dread the judges because they're so, so they're quite expensive supply to, to can easily be massively outnumbered and they could easily get they could could get t- get taken out before they even get their, their chip gets drawn ah. <laughs> okay. uh, and you got the issues then that I you, most judges are of high enough call factor that they get the star chip, which, which means they could return it. They could try to return it to the bank, but risk if they do that is that if they fail, they get a pin marker, which means that they can't react to things. Right, and then the, the game's back. over. If they're so, the judges can't, they make it, their own rules. <laughs> that is a very good point I. What one of the game designers has has suggested an alternative bit is rather than using giving them the starship give them several action chips and then when when it gets draw when they draw sort of the second or third second third whatever one's out they don't they roll a t- roll a cool test and if they don't get if they if they get a special special result, a special on the on the die, then <clears throat> they get two actions with that chip otherwise they just get one so they had been pinned as though they had been pinned without actually being pinned
0: okay so they might sort of effectively semi-skip some of their turns just to level it up a bit and then yeah, yeah i guess it's difficult where there's masses of people against one or two you do need to to yeah. do a lot of a lot of reactions to make that work
5: wow yeah. i mean, think a typical judge sort of veteran street street judge is talking 23 24 points and for that money you could get six or seven six or seven low-ranking low-ranking perps with guns okay
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's a lot of um led and laser beams flying at people isn't it for sure
6: yeah you riot foam is it 2002 they drop riot foam and everybody gets stuck in the foam.
5: yeah there is that yeah yeah, yeah. that's, that's
0: not just south harrow is it dave no no
6: no, no they just for real. foam at everybody and they're just stuck in a big block Oh right, okay, and they get stuck. I remember that from the comic right okay
2: <laughs> I thought that was a cop in the helicopter of your house.
0: <laughs> that could be it from last week, couldn't it all right well look, dave, you look like you're um you well, you've been stuck in the riot foam of your your flat painting away in that corner for the last twenty weeks and <laughs> and you've been doing well I, I can think of at least three or four armies that we've we've lived through with you what with, what what's things have um what things have you done what's your um
6: so sure cavalry, right. I mean, a bit of determination, the cavalry counts double.
0: Um, I guess it's a different, you know, it's, it's how normally in, if you were counting numbers of things, you'd be saying cavalry counts double for sure. Um, and um, so I guess it's, but, you know, give us a cavalry plus infantry thing or just give us a, a grand total.
6: I've done a spreadsheet, funnily enough.
0: So There's a spreadsheet, my Lord.
6: seventy-seven. weirdly enough, 777 infantry. Mm. Uh, Hundred and thirty one cavalry, which I'm gonna count double. Yeah. Uh, chariots. Ooh, that's a bit of a discount. You know, two horses, two. Two guys, horses, two carriages. crew. Oh, you know. It's
0: probably two cavalry, isn't it? Two cavalry or four things, maybe oh, countless fours. Know. I don't know. Simon's um, going for fives, he's counting the chariot as well as a fifth.
6: Artillery camps, blah, blah, blah. So I reckon if it's seven hundred and seventy seven infantry. Infantry call it 304 so i reckon it 1074 in total things yeah crept over the
0: thousand so so 1, 777 000. infantry how many cavalry was that uh 131 131 and Which then double. and then stacks of other stuff then so so yeah. what's been your what's been your favorite amongst that lot um
6: the, the ottomans for definite
0: is that is that because like, they're the most recent and you've um
6: not, not, you, not really they've started paying the francs since then but So there's four armies. There was uh, started off with samurai, then Scythians, then went to the Ottomans, Egyptians, and Franks were the last lot. Um, But the Ottomans were really good fun. I really enjoyed them. Nice figures. They've come out outstanding. They're really, really... I just sit there and look at them and go, oh, did I play that? It's really
0: good. (laughs) Is that the the Kurasan ones? Um,
6: Uh, Yeah, American, yeah, yeah.
0: That you you got from Sean. Okay. Because the 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 samurai was 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 a bit... Turned into a bit of an ordeal in the end, didn't it? It
6: was. It all those banners. And um, and, and also, it was like, um, you need to have a mix of troops. I mean, it's it's best to do an army at a time. But, you know, you need to be able to go from cavalry back to infantry. infantry. But when you're just doing samurai, 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 oh, I'll do a a base of bowmen. Back to samurai. Back to samurai. Oh, we'll do some cavalry. Blah blah blah. And uh, the banners were fun. I mean, and also the generals were good fun mm. in the samurai arm. Um, and the camps really good with the um, banners behind and all that sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, they were they were okay.
0: Did your sam? Because there was always that thing about you were trying different techniques for samurai. Right? Did you did you settle on by the end of it a way that you wish you'd done all of them?
6: Um, I don't know really. No, <laughs> you but learned nothing is. from that process. Yeah, Doing in black, a bit of dry brushing to pick out the detail, and then I, I think I ended up putting black on again. I mean, I, I did a, a pretty hard work on them. It, it wasn't just paint, ink, blah blah blah. I think it was it was paints, it was undercoats, dry brush, paint, ink, paint again, sort of case. So you know, they they were quite hard work, but it, they were good. They were fun. They were fun. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, and still. Almost none of these have yet to, well, have many of them taken the field of play
6: yet? Uh, yeah, no, the Ottomans have been out. The Franks were out at your house. The Franks yes, were out, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah they out. Yeah, we'll talk about that a bit. Uh, yeah. You know, that's fun. Um, no, no, the Egyptians have still got more and eight, no, eight more chariots, the ongoing saga of the Egyptian chariot. Right. Okay. You know, the six, there's still eight more in the box to be mm. done. There's plenty more for the continued lockdown to come. Yeah. Right.
0: And um, so Kurasan Cur- win and Kickstarter wins as well. In fact, yeah. I think you were painting so long that you actually got some of the Kickstarter delivered that you'd ordered, what, a year oh, ago?
6: Oh, no, no, I, I, I've, I've had one Kickstarter for Justinians and hmm. Camels was at uh, Christmas. And then I've, since then, I've ordered more from them. I think War and Empire of, oh, I don't know, it could be going up for 400 quid, I think, over the wow. time. Well, know, that's not bad for... Plates and that, so, but, no, no, but I think the, the Franks are t- going to turn into two Frankish armies, funnily enough, because I think I've overordered. Right, okay. We'll see where that takes me.
0: No surprise then. All right, yeah. and um, and any kind of you know things that you've particularly learnt in the process of doing that, any new new things which you're taking forward? Uh,
6: uh, no, not really. Um, nah, nah. Hey, I think the fun just... bit is is finding my 1970s minifigs. I finally got them back from my mother after being, they'd been lost three or four times. So well, she with them? No, no, <laughs> she, she, she told me she gave them away at one right. point. And they, then they researched and then they disappeared again. And so they finally got back to my house. So he wanted
2: them back when he found his
0: mum was winning with them.
6: Yes. Roman because <laughs> she keeps beating you. I've got Roman 25mm yeah. Cavalry, which I painted in the 70s.
0: Oh, that looks like proper Humbral enamels.
6: It is It is absolutely 100% Humbral enamels.
0: That's genius. it would be impressive if you see if you can strip those figures, see if they've got any more detail after well, you've taken take, the is, enamel off.
6: Has anybody, has anybody got a suggestion for taking enamel off? Break forward. I think the shields are quite funky considering how old they are. Uh, I, yeah. I've got a suggestion. Break forward or not. <laughs> No, no, I, I really, I really want to, I want these to be uh, reconditioned, and I, I want these to appear on the on the table. Sorry,
0: Tansy, are you saying that nitromors will actually take that off?
5: Enamel. I don't know. I. <clears throat> you just stand back I when you try. Tried tried. <laughs> enamel for a long time. So, baby sham. Baby sham. Or a flavor thrower. <laughs>
0: yeah, that could be it. With well, nitro that that would be interesting. I'd um, yeah, you might you might want to try and do that outside in the park and run away to a safe distance when you pour that, that right. on, quite possibly, because that's pretty pretty pokey stuff. But, but we'll, we'll get the police it, slide over your house. That <laughs> probably would, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go buy an industrial bucket full of that, that would be um, that would be a challenge. Okay,
6: uh, well, I'm, well, I'm definitely uh, determined to have a scratch. Um, 25 1970s 25 millimeter army on
5: the table at some point that was going to be a bit of a laugh okay it?
0: so you let me I, so just
5: the other, I, the other the other the i don't think it's it's listed as not being in stock at the moment online is <laughs> wilco's a paint, paint stripper, paint and varnish stripper because i've used that for stripping the paint jobs off sort of hot wheels cars so that that would be enamel
6: uh, wow! <laughs> it, it did have some uh, matchbox cars appeared with the box, <laughs> which is really odd.
3: So Tamsin, how to, did? So how well did the the stripper take off the Hot Wheels cars paint jobs? Because they're baked on.
5: Uh, quite well. I you had to, uh, you needed to scrap scrub <laughs> scrap a bit. Uh,
0: did,
3: it no, the like tires?
0: did it dissolve
5: the tyres? did it dissolve the tyres? <laughs> Maybe not. No, you I. You dismantle the cars first just put the metal bits in right okay
0: otherwise it would just be all just one gloopy mess right.
5: yeah okay. it will it will it can will destroy some plastic okay all right
0: so but other so, plastics so,
5: are okay it's yeah
0: it, it's weird you can't stuff. really
5: tell until you try it
0: yeah so i think dave that probably puts you in the lead on the number of things you good. So um, i think um you know tamsin we've we've still not quite worked out how to reverse engineer how many things a building is um, yeah. But but I think or, you know for your or how
5: much a Jersey barrier is
0: exactly. <laughs> but I guess your twenty eight mil scale just gives you you know um, quality wise an advantage, but but numerically wise is is tough against these big fifteen yeah. mil boys, isn't it really? So yeah. so I think Dave, you're probably in the lead so far with what was it? Just over a thousand.
6: 000... Uh, I reckon. Hang on, I've got a note. Uh, I reckon a thousand and seventy four. If you count the if you count the cavalry double,
0: count the cavalry double. Thousand and seventy four things. My lord, so this means war. Um, Mr. Finkel, um, from the depths of Wales, you're um, you've you presumably successfully avoided being flushed down the usk so far this week, Uh, but it is early days yet. Um, (laughs) And you know, how how are you stacking up? Because I think you've done. 15s and 25s and and you've you've become a convert to the world of um drilling um and there's been all sorts of different things that have been going on you've done all sorts of shield transfer weirdness how's how's your last 20 weeks of painting gone
2: well considering i'm normally a sort of slow and sporadic painter i think it's gone quite well um i've painted i reckon about 400 figures in total which by the standard of these other gentlemen is Small beer, but my standard, is quite good. It seems to be a pack or a unit a week, and um, I'm because I'm paradoxically working harder from home than I would when I'm in the office. I seem to find that you know getting anything painted is a result. Uh, so uh, most of what I painted was a War in War in Empire Kickstarter order, and apart from one pack of figures I don't like, I've painted the whole lot of those and some other bits as well, including okay. a a, um, a saga Irish group which was sitting around for ages and then when I bought the plastics that gave me the impetus to finish off that army and it means I've got enough guys left to use as kerns in a, a 25 mil feudal English army which is currently being stuck together and will hopefully be undercoated
0: by the end of the week. Okay, out in the Welsh Highlands you'll be... Um... Mm. Are you going to spray them white and aim at some of the sheep, or are you going to spray them black and aim at some of the sheep? I
2: guess. No, I was no. the clear the, the, the advice I was given by, by 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 the council of wisdom was plain: was spray them black. So I actually went down to Holford to get the right black spray and um, came back. Success. To see beyond.
0: Success. So, wh- which ones have been your favourites then? What's the the one that you're most, or the unit a week that you're most proud of? Um.
2: I think the 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 Thracian peltasts that I did last week, uh, I've kind of for me, I started off uh, washing everything in sort of thin black paint as a kind of to get the shadowing and shading effect, and then I realised that doing that over the whole figure is a um, bit of overkill because you spoil the shields. So then I learned don't you know don't do that stuff over the shields. Then I think I, I learned well do it over the flesh but if you do it over the flesh the flesh goes dark and you need to dry brush the you know the, the flesh again afterwards so um i think my painting has probably improved from a fairly low base over the course of the uh uh
0: you know four which, months or so wow and, and which ones do you look back and go they were still a pain in the ass i wish i'd um I wish I'd not bothered. You know, is there is there something that falls in that category that was the the grind um, or the probably the Saxon feared. I mean, they
2: um, we spent a lot of time on them. They still look kind of dull brown. Um, and you think, you know, why <laughs> did I bother with the shield patterns? Why I? Yeah, it's just a sweat over the these guys, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And then um, and I Peter. learned oh, when oh. you're doing elephants, use a big brush. Use a big brush with elephants, of course. All right, Mr. Webb, you're the um, you know. I don't. <laughs> Andy's not challenging the leaderboard, but we're we're coming to you with your your mass undercoat um, undercoat and pretend it's a paint scheme. For, um, in fact, you're the king of undercoat. In the last twenty weeks, you've you've undercoated your Austrians and called them finished. And then earlier on, I think you managed to undercoat some something in gold by by accident. Well, you, you just can't
4: it. just can't beat having some golden knights. It's just no. like it's the perfect color to undercoat. It. I mean, some people go for the classic black for horses and. And, and silver for knights digging, no gold you've yeah, got, got, got to have yeah. the play you know, you, yeah. got, got, you got to make a statement with your army you know yeah. it's, it's not just about winning it's about taking part and blinding them with gold i guess that's it um, yeah so yeah but that, if you look at the golden
2: horse list it doesn't actually have knights peter that's a bit of a problem for <laughs> you
4: <laughs> everything needs to have knights have you got knight a chariot hand. So, um, yeah, that was probably the the, um, learning experience. Look what it says on the tin, not just what the uh, plastic container thing is on the top. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Things get moved around. And, oh, well, it works out well in the end. And uh, we We all learned something from it. um, That was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Good briefing from Tasman about uh, how to recover it and uh, how to uh, make it look um, okay in the end, which Mm. for me, I'm happy with that. Yeah. um I painted a lot of nights uh, really
0: between really you yeah. surprised me <laughs> no,
4: I, I know you're shocked i, I yeah. know you truly are yeah um so i'm close to um with the austrians though i mean for the things i've really enjoyed doing i was enjoying actually painting some napoleonics So, i've never actually painted any before hmm. so i know it's the uh white special undercoat but uh what really surprised me is the Austrians actually have other, other colors other than white, which okay. kind of let me down a bit because I was yeah. I was quite looking forward to a nice easy start yeah. and oh, <laughs> nice God, easy
0: job. I've yeah. got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just too much more detail for you. Yeah. I
4: was like, well, what the hell? You know, I bought the army. I went great. I can go. What for do you it. mean they're wearing black?
5: They wear black boots. <laughs> indeed.
4: Well, well, then you find out that the Hussars wear pink and uh, the um, oh. the Austrians are in part blue and stuff, and then. Uh, others have got, you know, all sorts of brown-orange colours. And you're like, well, what the hell? This, was, this wasn't part of the agreement. This wasn't what you um,
0: sold, was it? No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, uh,
4: yeah. And then you, But you can't you know,
2: expect geezers to wear a uniform, can you?
4: Well, you know, it's like, you've got to have the East End geezers coming in and yeah. giving it large with, uh, I, we can be light infantry, we can be uh, line infantry. We, mm. we don't care. So um, I think I did a quick counting up of uh, running around in between work. Um, if I do the... Um, painting to Dave I'll double up the horses gov um I think I'm close to about 800
0: mm. uh in total solid, solid.
4: so um, I'm quite pleased with what I've done because after all no one else has done a blue flying gorilla I mean we, no. we've just got a fake facts on that you know you're,
0: you're That's top got of the list to, on the blue flying gorillas 50. aren't you I
4: did some Reaper ones just to break it up. I think that was yeah. the uh, the thing for me to uh, break up the uh, rigidity of it, of uh, mm. doing yet more whitewash Austrians. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm quite pleased with what I've done. Uh, I learned more about basing as well, doing a bit of variation, thanks to uh, some of the briefings from some of the people here. So uh, I was quite pleased. I'm coming out of COVID. With, well, coming out of lockdown, not COVID yet. Yeah, <laughs> long, long way to go for that. Uh, with an Austrian army and a Spanish army. So
0: okay and and was there anything that in there you know you've talked about being particularly proud of the austrians was there anything there that that was fitted as a grind and um, you know you said you picked up some new basing techniques as well but what what was the low point of that kind of epic slog
4: the infantry just never ended because the what? austrian <laughs> units are in the later part latter part of the napoleonics they go to large and you're like go well, what you mean everyone else has got infantry this big and the austrians have to go one more and it's like yet another infantryman and then you've cleaned them all up and everything else and you sprayed them and then you've got the little epaulette things so you think look i've sprayed them white can't i do that and you just see oh you've got to have these little collar epaulette things and uh, oh no there's a little bit of gold here and ah at the end of it i was just okay i'm gonna go spray something gold (laughs) um yeah
5: (laughs) It's just,
4: have... it was good to do. Don't think I'll do another Napoleonic army. Uh, no. Certainly won't do a bleeding samurai one,
0: that's for sure. No, <laughs> no that's a little bit too hard, is to it? No, I must admit, I I found exactly the um the same with the Napoleonics, even a different scale. You you start by thinking, I can do this with undercoat, um, but then then you end up just going, no, but there's a little bit of detail, then actually I could put a bit of red on them, then I could put a bit of this on them, and oh, I could do that as well and then each time you're doing it you're doing it over hundreds of figures and it just yeah goes on you try forever. it out
4: for three or four and you go oh that looks all right by the time yeah. you got past second unit you're like you're kidding me
0: oh, the, no it's just i'll tell you what
4: i better like this rule set and i'd better yeah. like the austrian army that's for
0: sure yeah uh, yeah no that, that's yeah. my theory as well definitely definitely, definitely. I think, from from my point of view, there was it was just trying to cast back to realize how many odds and sods I kind of cleared off the painting table. Tim, yeah. I thought you
4: were going to do a, you know a graph over time as well.
0: Well, uh, they, we they could. Do. I'm going to pass that to the um, the IT director or something like that. But but yeah. it was realizing how many um, odds and sods that I'd got that I would just dog ends of units and things oh that I had painted around. So so I think I started with you know five or six bases of those museum hoplights with the big shields which were lovely um you know doing six mil prone infantry that's an easy way to rack up the points because they're just tiny little blobs so you know 130 of those but that's actually about 30 bases or something that's four to a base and it's almost just dry brushing but but it doesn't count i had some um some 15 mil javelin men that i picked up in france at the end of last year then there was that syrian army that i think i i'd started but not in a meaningful way before lockdown. So actually cracking on with that and doing the the um, chariots with the sticky on um, panels. Wallpaper. Yeah, the wallpaper on the chariots, which I, I kind of copied almost literally from my 15 mil army. And, and I think finding how nice new line figures were when they painted up was just really, really good. I think they've got a sale on at the moment. So um, ah. that's it. Um, I had yes, some they've
3: got their, they've got their tw- I think it's their 25 year um Sales, so they got, I think they yeah. got twenty percent off, and their figures are stunning. Because after your recommendation, yeah. I bought them for my twenty mil Chinese, mm. and for what you get, they are beautiful.
0: They are really yeah. proper, nice figures, and they
3: paint up really well.
0: Yeah, no, you know, I think I, I added quite a few to the original base, but that was like a hundred infantry, twenty-four cavalry, four of those massive chariots there as well. Um, then I had those blue moon pikemen who were about they they'd almost 20 mil I picked up in the States there was 30 of them and they tower over my other pikemen the the Swiss then that Napoleonic army that again I think I'd sort of started undercoating but I really cracked onto it and there was there was about 60 cavalry um about 450 infantry which still pretty much fits in an A4 box which is an enormous amount of stuff and um my, my biggest i think probably my biggest achievement is not buying the british yet um, that's what i managed to fail to do um remember you know, i am on the the pendragon website at the moment getting yeah, no, no, my no, I, think, <laughs> I think i put in order you for a few more supplements <laughs> a few more supplements to the french but but looking at this going that army is by you know by dave reckoning okay it's only 10 mil but that's still 600 things um, 450 cavalry, sorry, 450 infantry, 60 cavalry and some guns. That's a lot of things. <laughs> and um, and then I, I upgraded some old, um, this was kind of almost a wash and a bit of a dry brush and a bit of kind of tarting up on, on about 106 mil modern tanks. I had a couple of bases in Numidians that needed finishing off, um, a few odds and sods of casualties in 15 mil, a um, few more little tanks a couple of tiny aircrafts some 25 mil hunnic cavalry three of those that had just sat staring at me for ages that i'd just forced to be finished off um i had a dozen um perry medieval spearman plastics that had been floating around for ages and, and not got done so i think there was a couple of weeks when i just really just hammered through all the bits and bobs and rubbish and just got this really eclectic set of things um commanded and finished the um the most eclectic being the four garden gnomes that I put in a lot of effort to those little garden gnomes as commanders. And, and possibly if I'm going, what's the you know the top thing? The French Napoleonic Army looks good. The Assyrians look good. The, the Hungarians look great. But but I think the German Kaiser Gnome with his beer stein that looks like it's actually got a kind of German enamelled country scene on it, even though it's in a 28 mil gnomes beer keller. Might still be my favourite thing. I, I just need to find an excuse to actually use him, and and do that. And um, I, I did a bit of variety and did some Malifaux figures, some which I'd forgotten I bought. Um, and then um, the Hungarian army was was surprisingly big. Actually, it was a it was a ready made Essex army, which I think is about seventy quid, plus then some more stuff, um, which gives me you know more than everything you could need. But. But there's nearly a hundred cavalry on that. And that was the I think the learning of just tough it out and do all the horses first and really work on the horses. And that that whole thing of having a separate project of the stuff that I normally used to not like doing just to see how I could work it. And um and doing the horses with kind of layers of darker wash at the bottom and lighter wash at the top to give them a bit of bit of actual texture was really good. And then the Hungarians had the um the stickers on the shields as well, or well, not stickers, bits of paper, um, printed out with a new printer that we got at home and um, that had you know, much better um, resolution than the probably 15-year-old one that we had before <laughs> that allowed me to do some really nice little things. Um, another dozen Sassanid cavalry and then those dozen um, Carolingians from um, Baouida that I got from from Vexilia that, that I'd now actually bought the rest of the army to go with it. So starting from four bases, I've now just bought the rest of the army, which is a bit nuts. So, so if you do, um, you know the the Dave system of a cavalry counts double, and um, all the other things because it's mostly the tarted up AFVs, and uh, you could argue the chariots are more than that. But, but I actually um, rack up one thousand five hundred and forty six things, cheating quite a bit because um, you know, there's a lot of ten mil and there's a lot of six mil there. There's in fact how many so there's probably about 256 mil in that which some are tanks some are some are infantry which is small and then there's there's the best part of 610 mil so you could you could ratchet that down but it's but then the 28 mils there's a fair few of those as yeah. well to match it so i think it's comfortably over a thousand um probably depending on how you you know you scale up 28s and 6s and, and 15s but it's um it's
3: well I, I, I reckon for number. yeah, I reckon for our theory we we've all gone for whether it's six, ten, fifteen, or 15, twenty or 20, twenty-five mil, yeah. An object an object is an object. The yeah. scale's almost irrelevant. So yeah. that way that it keeps it nice and clean. So
0: yeah.
3: Thamesin probably is yeah, which brings in the metric pallet load of um yeah. concrete <laughs> exactly. things all
0: that. Yep. That's an awful lot of bits, but so yeah, twelve twelve hundred and ninety things. But if you're doubling up cavalry, that kind of comes up to about fifteen hundred, which is um, which is a bloody frightening um, number for twenty weeks. It's um, it's actually about seventy things a week, which is <laughs> just just insane, really, isn't it? I don't even know how I managed to do that, but maybe um, some of them were just just quicker than others. Uh, so scary. Uh, so so
5: challenge that I do that I do over winter. I sort of, they do the scoring, so it's by by size of figure as well so a six millimeter foot figure is half a point six millimeter cavalry is one point ten millimeter foot one point cavalry two points and uh, so on going up the sky uh, with more mm. points larger yeah. figures get.
0: okay so yeah i, I did because it was a spreadsheet i did break it down by scale so um mm. yeah so the um it, it doesn't yeah, i think you missed you on
5: well, the six millimeter so you missed your vehicles there
0: yeah actually i did i've not i've not collected the vehicles so yeah they must be something else they must be in there it might, my, my formula doesn't quite work well uh-huh. um, it should but, work, shouldn't it with vehicles but, yeah but um, you just think of between
3: between the seven of us yeah yeah i've got a close to a thousand because i didn't count my cavalry i counted the cavalry as just one object rather than two objects yeah. you yeah. think of i've got a thousand you've got 1500 easily yeah. tamsin's going to be well into the thousand Dave is well into the thousands. Between everybody else, we're up to the better part of six to six and a half thousand models between seven of us that we've painted. Wow. That's, that's not a bad effort. That's spectacular,
0: isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, really, that's, um, well, that's well, a
4: Well, of... someone's got to keep the, you know, model-making industry afloat.
0: I think it might yeah, be us. So, that could be it.
3: Yeah. So um, when we walk into the next uh, competition where there's a trade store, He's like, the saviours, they've arrived. They bought the <laughs> pillow.
0: <laughs> they've helped us out. No, no, I think that's um, that's a spectacular, um, spectacular amount, six or 7,000 things between us. Oh, my God. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. And,
3: and that wasn't even with us trying. That was just us going, oh, well, we've got nothing else to do. We might as well paint a few models versus the yeah. the um, panel, painting competition that um, Tamson does where they yeah. very actively save everything and then really run for it so it's all base
0: coded but then they just go for it so that's horrifying yeah no that's some big old numbers isn't it big old numbers well look let's hope um at some point we can actually get out and get some of these damn things on the table how about that So, talking of getting things on the table, it's um, it's that point in the get well point in the podcast, but which we consider who's actually been playing this week. Now, Andy, I, I understand you snuck in uh, possibly some online games before you you headed down the M um, four to deepest darkest, or probably bright and sunny Wales actually. Uh, how's how's your gaming week been this week?
2: Yeah, I had one game on Wednesday night against um, Dave Ray, um, my regular American opponent. Mm-hmm. And we did, he wanted to use uh, an Arab army of some kind and I used uh, Normans in Sicily, basically a a practice run for campaign if it ever happens. So he used um, the Ayyubids and I used the uh, Normans in Sicily. Hmm. And uh, impetuous knights did their stuff, um, found a bit of a struggle against his impact cavalry, surprisingly, but overall we we we
0: beat him okay so is there a, is there a um an arab army on tabletop simulator now or was it um hastily assembled using other troops i look
2: i think it's kind of hastily assembled using other stuff there is um there seems to be a dearth of proper dark age medieval cavalry types in the in the ones that you can get inside the tabletop simulator hmm. i don't know where people get them from but um i think there's Maybe a lot somewhere.
0: of just relabeling things okay so was it was it sort of a, a tactical game or was it a straight straight set-up and fight? Or um, you know, did, did terrain uh, play a part?
2: Terrain didn't really play a part, except I was able to anchor my flank on uh, some terrain where uh, he wanted to move his turkopols forward. My infantry command came forward and shot them, started putting arrows in them, and they cleared off. Um, right. He didn't, I don't think, use his commands ideally because he had one command of elite... Uh, elite, elite heavy cavalry bow who felt they had to stand up to my knights and fight them whereas instinctively I'd have evaded them and used the impact cavalry to charge the knights in the flank and then come back and hit them frontally but he didn't do that.
1: Okay.
2: So that all went fairly well for me but then my command kind of broke up because you know knights go impetuous and they run all over the place um, so with a couple of low command rolls my big knight command which was six impetuous elite knights and a heavy cavalry and an impact knight were kind of scattered to the four winds and difficult to put in order and but by you the time he started it. doing
0: anything serious about it his army had broken uh, okay was that your was that your game of the week then um yeah did you do you squeeze another one okay no then, um, so dave um we um you came over to Mad axman towers um yesterday and we um we sat outside under the well in the sun or almost in the sun um Near the squirrels, yeah, <laughs> near the young squirrels playing and, and taking the piss out of the, both of our poor tactics, and um and we did something not only weird in that it was an actual face to face game, but we did a historical reenactment of something, yeah. clearly of a battle I'd never heard of. It was pretty niche, but um but yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was the, something the I German agree. ADLG people had done.
6: If you've, if you've read Count Belisarius by Robert Graves, you'd be aware of it, which is a, one of the great books. Okay, war gaming in the first place yeah but I, I think it, what was really nice was um discovering the Germans started to play ADLG
0: yeah it's
6: a good thing we like that so we thought I, I think we thought um we should support their blog post by uh, yeah we, 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 we should put the blog post on the um link yeah, so, yeah that's
0: a good point yeah. actually yeah
6: and hopefully the Germans will take um you know Positive attitude that look we're we're copying their ideas. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it yeah. was a really fun game. So, I mean, you know, uh, Warband band versus cavalry bow was quite a. I found it really difficult, but but, but really good fun. They were really good fun, and it was. Good yeah, it was, it, was, so it was Frank's
0: against the Byzantines, wasn't it? And um, yeah. in the Battle of Vellum or something.
6: Cassileneum, which was. Uh, Narses the eunuch.
0: Right. Was that no, who I was then you didn't tell me that at the time
6: the yeah that's I was you.
0: okay all right okay we didn't have a lot to lose did he no, I suppose <laughs> I suppose not uh, no because it was odd to having historical you know there were 200 point armies so they they're in theory evenly matched but a historical command structure and deployment was kind of weird so I had a, a central command of of inferior supported swordsmen and oh, um, infantry. Was Byzantine infantry and then some ordinary um, spearmen which were dismounted Gepids and then the two flank commands were were heavy cavalry bow with one about three or four of them on each side and then one impact bow elite the bucolarii, on either side and, and the you know fantastic bit was my strategist general was an embedded in an impact heavy cavalry <laughs> in a command with three other heavy cavalry bow and a hun and you're just going Somebody, you know, Nazis may well have, um, you know, been a eunuch, but he clearly never read these rules, and, um, <laughs> and so I had to be very, very careful with um, with possibly the most, you know, one of the two best units in the army. Couldn't really risk going into combat, and and your army was all all war bandit, pretty much, wasn't
6: it? I think what you're saying is that Nazis, the embedded general, lacks balls. Mm. Quite
0: right. He absolutely habit, but did. But be
6: careful; it's made out of glass. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, he really he did you know yeah he, he didn't have the balls to go in and do anything so and then your army was just all warband as well wasn't it deployed
6: I, I thought the historical factor of its making because um, all my generals were embedded which was quite amusing, yeah. uh, and you, I think two one no one of yours was yeah um, I think that evened it up and I think the way the deployment was done really made it a bit more interesting yeah. I, I thought it's a historical game it was kind of, I mean we thought I was getting a hiding. Yeah. But when we were at the end counting up, as always with ADLG, you go, oh, I think I'm really winning this hands down, but oh dear, I just, I'm two points from breaking and things like yeah. that. Well,
0: yeah. I think, it, you know, that's the, um, the hit points, isn't it? You know, the war band take a lot of hits to start with, but then because they take four hits before they break, they yeah. can really slog it out. You know, that difference from we're one point down to we're broken, you've still got two or three rounds of combat. That they can get lucky and do some damage against the three-point cavalry and the way the numbers comes into it
4: that's when i think it comes to show when you've got some decent commanders because it's that extra couple of points to be able to recover a couple of people that's that's really what it makes the difference that's why i like spending it when i've got larger command when it's the psycho charge forward elephants
0: yeah just chuck them in i think this one was more that you know as dave's dave's troops were kind of picked pulled a little bit apart but so so when they were kind of slightly scattered to start with it was possible to mug some of them off but but because it was hard to kill them quite quickly when you were you know hitting them in the flank they suddenly ended up with having another two or three turns to to actually come back and and kind of overwhelm you so so you'd go for gaps and then not break through the gap before they could actually you know get their stuff back together and, and get back together but it was really interesting to play a, a historical game. I think there's probably a few more scenarios out there to try, but but this one was surprisingly interesting. And It got your um got your Franks on the table oh, as Franks well. As,
6: the table. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I thought it's a damn good. I think it's worthy re, redoing. I think there's there's a lot there's a yeah, lot in it.
0: There's a lot in it, and I got I managed to get some um, Byzantine spearmen or Byzantine infantry on table that don't don't see light of day very often
6: some old strategy period
0: yeah yeah some old sort of strategy and tactica troops that i got in canada from from their canadian distributor years ago when i was on holiday i managed to sneak past um sneak past the better half um as, as part of it but no i thought that was a really a really interesting game to give a give a go to I'd, i you know definitely look it out and it'd be very easy to but well, obviously, the army lists are there for ADLG, but it's it wouldn't be difficult to do with other sets of rules as well, I'm sure.
6: Okay. Two more games today.
0: Oh, you did two more games today as well. You've been down the club as well, haven't you?
6: Yeah, the club and three tables out again. I think, I think as I said yesterday, I think we could get away with five club tables. I think the pub needs support. So I think that'd be quite mm-hmm. good. Yeah, um, no, a convincing win, and a, and I think for the, about the fifth time, I've played a. Ghazniven army and lost by one point. Right, okay. (laughs) So who did you play today? So I I played Simon Finney at one o'clock and Mm. he was using successor, Lysimachus in Thracia sort of thing. Uh, So I I was, I mean, it's kind of, the idea was a practice for the competition which probably won't happen at Warfare in November, which is compulsory elephants. So I was using Hindu, uh, Indian, which is, yeah really good army and it was that was that was really good fun um i stomped across the table and got stuck in it was good uh beat simon quite well but uh mike Rowland was using gaznavid and slightly different to inyaki's format but same result same result i was like close to winning and then yeah i've lost and i just need one point
0: Oh no, okay. But,
6: uh, that's just really weird. I just find that so
4: peculiar. So, so, Dave, does that mean your next army to paint up is Gaznamid?
6: No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. No, definitely
0: not. No, no. Was Mike using, because um, Mike always uses those really, really old, um, whatever, well, I'm trying to think of the name of the figures, um, Peter the Lang, Lang figures almost, isn't it?
6: Peter Lang and mini figs. Mini figs, so- mini figs,
0: strip figures.
6: Yeah, no, really, really, yeah, yeah. It's really big strip. Real, I mean, you know, are they actually fifteen millimeter or more like ten? I think no, I think they, they've, they've just got really older age. Yeah, no, no, they they were the real deal from uh, nineteen seventy wargaming, where where they're just uh, figures stuck on a piece of. I mean, I'm not being rude, but no, they're they're yeah. pieces stuck on a piece of green card. It's great. Yeah. it's really good.
0: No, it's amazing figures, aren't they? You know, they, they you yeah. do look back and realize how much things have come on from, from that time.
6: I, I think it's amazing in the time that i've been playing seriously in the last 10 years to see the figures that used to be trotted out for dbm when i first you know yeah. I, the last two years of dbm people used to trot out some horrible horrible things <laughs> yeah. like, like where we're at now with terrain cloths you know everything it's just it's stunning it's really stunning
0: yeah no it's really moved on good okay well that's that's the week in gaming then this means war. let's talk about some games we played this week with, um, with different army lists. And this week, the army list section jumps to something that we didn't play with at all this week, which was the, you know, it's a really interesting army. I think it's quite a few of us have used it in competitions as well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how, how Peter and Simon pull this together. So it's the Chinese Northern and Southern Dynasties um, here we've got. And um, one of them's got an elephant option, but the Northern and the Southern are both quite different. It'll be interesting to see if Peter's managed to resist the elephant option. But I'm taking a wild stab in the dark that, Simon, coming to you first, you have failed to resist going southern and the elephant option. So talk talk us through your list. Is, is it indeed southern dynasties, number number 120?
3: Yes, I, I am ashamed. It is uh, the southern. It has an elephant. Of course, of course. Now, in my defence,
0: mm.
3: um, this was the army list I took to a competition in... Uh, Pamplona, so no um, Alicante I think it was um, where Dave and I we went down to, to Spain and said day and it was a um, a themed event where they had you know, the diff- a few different armies and I, I went for this random Chinese one. I think, Tim, you were there as well, weren't you? Was that
0: the one in no, I think I went to the one in um in northern Spain that, that this army was one of the options. That was a cataphrat. You had to have some cataphracts I think was the one but I didn't. Okay. I missed Alicante. Okay, um, yeah. So, um so
3: this, this yes, yeah, so, so, no. yeah, so I think this army got placed better than Peter, um, but we won't we won't mention that. Um,
0: <laughs>
3: okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so the idea with this army here, it was just a so with the Spanish competitions, they do a two list army. So I had a northern and a southern army uh, combination. The Northern Army being more purely mounted was a little bit boring. We've done those a few times. So I thought, bring the more fun version, which has got, being a Chinese army, almost every element possible known to mankind. And that was half the theory of the army was, (laughs) can we get almost every troop type other than foot knights (laughs) into an army? So being scientific, in our army. Looks pretty close, yep. So the first command, which is Command 3, which is the simplest one, it's more of the holding command. So it's just a you know, war wagon, spearmen, a couple of crossbowmen, and a couple of horse archers. Just, just sit on one flank and you know, skirmisher just to really annoy somebody. And um, especially in the competition, there was a few mounted armies. It gave you that nice anchor to sort of say, hold, off you go. The whole army had an initiative of three, so you could get the train or at least hope to get the train that you wanted or be able to move a few things around. Um, so that worked quite well. And with this whole army, I won out of the five games, I won four out of the five and I only lost in the final game against the top seed. And it came down to both of us had a very similar army. He rolled a three, I rolled a two. <laughs> oh, it
0: was that close.
3: <laughs> it was that close, yeah, it was in the, wow. um, for both of the armies, we all piled on in, we basically got the entire line in and he rolled, he beat me basically by one, the first line of, of impact, which, you know, mullered most yeah. of the army. So you yeah. can't complain with that.
0: No. So did, did you use the spearman in, with the wagon to make a kind of bigger thing? Or did you use it with a crossbowman to, to, you know, to make that into a little kind of block or, or is this sort of Dave, the Dave Saunders special two bowmen operating on their own in, by magic?
3: No, I went for the for this one here. I think it was I had the war wagon on the flank with a bit of terrain if I could. Then the spearmen and the and the crossbowmen walked around as this annoying little unit to go deal with things. In the period that we we're playing, there were no knights, so you didn't have to okay. worry about those. You did have to worry about cataphracts; they were a bit terrifying. But with the spearmen and a couple of crossbowmen, crossbowmen running around shooting things, you were able to negate a lot of the. You know, I'm a cataphract, I've got protection too. I'm a crossbowman, I don't care. Whack. Add the light horse for a bit of um, support and all that. A lot of things you're hitting on, you know, straight factors, always good fun. So okay. it was just enough to annoy people. And surprisingly, most people don't like war wagons. You know, a war wagon crossbowman parked on your flank, okay, it doesn't move much. But other than heavy foot, it's kind of annoying most things because they're just an absolute pig to get rid of.
0: Yeah, it's just digging away, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then what I do with the rest of the army was um, the, the Chinese don't have superior elephants; they only have just normal elephants. But anyhow, so we go, go for the usual small death star of two elite medium swordsmen, impetuous, an elephant, the elephant skirmishers, you know the usual troops. There's also a couple of, um, of the horsemen. So these are the Heavy Cavalry Impact Elite. So you've got a little death star that can wander around and poke things and annoy things. But then you've also got th- uh, three mounted, two of these Heavy Cavalry Impact and one bowman, just to give you that mounted punch if you need to, just to go annoy something, especially if a couple of skirmishers come and deal with you. Um, they've yeah. also got the brewing commander, just to make sure that you can point at the right place you want. So this and is then a textbook,
0: textbook, two commands, command, isn't it? There's yeah. Death Star and then there's two cavalry and a light horse. Yep.
3: And then I think in, the, in this um, option, uh, this period uh, in competition, you had to have a couple of cataphracts. So here if you're going to go for cataphracts, go for full fat, proper elite cataphracts, point that way and go deal with things. So they had um, um, two mediums, uh, two heavy swordsmen, two handed choppers. Great fun to go and annoy things. Some cataphracts, crossbowmen, gentlemen, and a heavy spearman. So a decent command of everything they could fight. The one gentleman would pile into a bit of rough terrain for a bit of safety, if not provide a nice overlap. But you've got, you know, um, thirteen to fourteen elements worth of all punch troops walking across the table to come and come around and say hi with a few skirmishers. And it was it was a very different army that I've used because I'm I'm normally more of the me, uh, medieval style monolithic you know knights here pike here yep. apple bowmen, and all that this was the let's mix all the different trip types together and it was very difficult to use especially not getting pulled apart but once you sort of got your hand around it you could really cause some tri- uh, trip types uh, some armies some damage because there was you could never get a pure rock paper and scissors it was always i could beat you but then you'll kill me and you have got an overlap, and then oh, oh, this is going to hurt, and then just the whole world will hurt.
0: Yeah, there's quite a lot of shooting in there, isn't there? There's actually four crossbowmen and the wagon, two light horse with bow, a couple of little, you know, light like infantry as well. It does put out quite a lot of shooting that's quite dangerous to cavalry and armored cavalry in particular.
3: Yeah, and um, it did annoy a couple of the um, the top Span- uh, Spanish players, so um, they got qu- quite well miffed as every time they turned around, they were being shot at or
0: charged by, by something somewhere. With-
3: yeah, and that was always good fun, and um, um, it was good fun as an army, and it looked pretty as well. So that was the other thing. Yeah.
0: Course, Mr Saunders, you've, you've used Chinese armies and, and painted them up. What's your, What are you looking at this one? You know, I know there's at least one command that's got two Dave Saunders bowmen in it. Um, that yeah. Are, must, must keep you where, happy. Where,
6: where did the fortifications go?
0: Oh, there's two fortifications as well. Yeah, and yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd missed those off the army list. I think that's um,
6: yeah. that's
0: probably a question for Simon. Um,
6: so the fortified camp's good in the fortifications. I guess the fortifications go with the wall wagon.
3: Yeah, I think the the it's it's a hard to remember because that was before COVID, so you know that was like years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs>
6: um,
3: <laughs> yeah. But I think the fortifications went with the the two the war wagon command, and so it did allow you to. You put the fortifications out and you could see some players going, oh, dear, what's going there? Is there going to be some heavy artillery or whatever? And people started to avoid that command and they started, you know, giving you up to eight UD of avoidance and all that. So quite often they did absolutely nothing, but they were great fun just to annoy people.
0: So they went in front of not an artillery piece. <laughs>
3: yeah. No. But most people thought it was like, okay, here's a fortification. That's going to be a heavy gun. It's going to be pointing this way. It's going to do this oh, it's Crossman, oh bollocks. I've it's now wasted that, that whole command. Yep. So, uh, but it, it did stop them getting ridden, ridden down by a, ch- a cataphrac. So that's positive. Mm-hmm. I
6: think it's really good. I like, I mean, having the medium swordsman, impetuous elite with the elephant is really good because I guess that either works or it doesn't. But, you know, you've got that supported on either side by cataphracts and heavy cavalry. So yeah, I think it's I think it's really good. I mean, there's there's not many skirmishes there, which is a possibly a really good thing. How, I mean, I can't see the bottom of the sheet. How big is the army overall? Uh, 22. It was Twenty-two.
0: Twenty-two in total,
6: 22, including the camp. That's all right. Yeah, that's yeah. I think it's, it, it, it's. I mean, Simon's. It's not Simon's normal nights. Nights and more nights. But it's, uh, it's pretty it's pretty heavy metal, actually, in, in, in periods and things. Yeah, I think it's really good.
0: Yeah, there's a surprising amount of width of, of grunt there, isn't it? You've got three, four, five, arguably the crossbow, six, cataphracts, seven, eight, three heavy infantry, nine, ten, eleven, the spearman, twelve, crossbow. You've got 14, 15 of, of you've got to fight it, haven't you? That's, that's half the table with mm. some quite decent stuff that's going give, to give all sorts of things an interesting matchup. <laughs> okay. Um, course. Cool
6: i'm quite a convert to the war wagon crossbow or you know that's that's a really good piece of kit that is especially if you get in front of cavalry it's just a nightmare to deal with you know? yeah but it's a
0: static thing isn't it? it just has to sit there and they have to deal with it doesn't it It doesn't do anything yeah, but it trundles it, it like
6: backwards that. and forwards just getting yeah. in the way of people it's really i think it's quite fun yeah thing.
0: okay tamsin or andy any any thoughts from you I'm, I'm
2: kind of struggling how, how you'd use that army it, it it looks very kind of disparate and i think for 22 units you don't seem to have a lot with a lot of oomph in it seems somehow you think that for you, you know there's not a lot of really high quality stuff there's not a lot of very hitty stuff in it for only having 22 units in
6: it i think yeah. again against infantry you've got i mean i always think in reality the cataphracts are almost um high quality infantry I know that's yeah, a yeah. contradiction in terms so against an infantry attack you know if you're assaulting infantry you go with i mean the medium swordsman impetuous elite are damn good they either work or they don't mm. so with the elephants that's three wise add the two cataphracts add the spear you're six wide against infantry and you're manoeuvring with a cavalry, but if it's a, if you're fighting a cavalry, you've got the elephant to scare off. I think I think it it can work against both cavalry and against infantry, you know, in it, in its own way. Now so. yeah, I, I think it's the well, so proof of
2: the pudding is Simon's played with it in these one games and competition. Yeah. It's just me looking at that army. I think I'd struggle to think how I'm going to use it very well.
3: It was a very difficult army to use because it's unlike, say, a medieval army where you've got a full badger with three pike type of effect you did have to place your army carefully and you couldn't just walk up to someone and give them a kicking you had to spend some time maneuvering drawing a few things out poking someone from the flank you know getting a you know a couple of skirmishes to annoy people if once you learned how to tease apart a couple of armies it worked quite effectively but if you just wanted the the lion six up and charge across the table it didn't work. I tried that once. I packed up in about 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Tamsin, what's what's your thoughts? You know, it's, it's again, it's probably a bit different to the armies that you normally put together, but
5: Yeah, it's more complicated. It's uh, more complicated than our, in each of the commands than I would I would normally go with, but I think it would be fun to, fun to use.
0: Yeah, I suppose you could you could you know you could well simplify it. If you had the um the heavy swordsman and the heavy spearman from the second command. Um, you know, if they were in the first command, and you swap the heavy cavalry impact and the the light cavalry into the other one, yeah. you could kind of have a two cataphracts, two cavalry, and, and a bowman command, and then you could have a, a stack loads of pokey infantry um, yeah. command as well, which might make it a bit um, a bit kind of cleaner. But you've still got you've still got all the same pieces, haven't you? It's just um, yeah. it's just mixing it up a bit. Uh, there's it's um, it's actually but looking at that, how do you cover? Which command would you cover the opposite wing to the war wagon with Simon?
3: For me when I dealt against the war wagon, I actually found it most effectively just to ignore the war wagon and you accept the fact that you you're gonna get shot at so I think when I played against the uh, the French guy um, whose name escapes me where we basically had the opposite uh, Yves, yeah Yves, where he had the basically the opposite army both are war wagons just sort of parked off by the side, opened a couple of bottles of red wine and did nothing for the rest of the game. Um, cause we ignored each other and we just basically lost those two or three UD of the, the troop types and just everything else went for it. So um, cause one, one or two spearmen against a war wagon, uh, uh, war wagons can be very tough. I've, I've tried to charge yeah. with Pike and the war wagon stood there and went, really, is it the best you've got to go against me? So yeah,
0: yeah.
3: yeah they're quite, they can be quite
0: tough. Oh, it looks like we just had an Adam arrive from um, from left field. Hot foot from the cricket pitch. And um looks like he's attempting to to get on video possibly at, at this point in time. Do we do we have an Adam in the room? We do. There he is. Hello. Hello. How was um how was the cricket, Adam? Yeah, we crushed them. So all good. Uh, fantastic. It took a
7: little bit longer. Took a bit longer than I was expecting, but that's a sentence
0: I quite often say about cricket. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I suppose that does work, doesn't it? Yes. Well, look, you've you've missed us totting up the fact that we probably painted over six thousand figures between us um, in, in the last twenty weeks, um, which was was quite spectacular. A lot of them quite small scale, and I think because you've been doing twenty eight mil, you're um you could contribute to that, but but not in the the hordes. Did you hordes say
7: the... six thousand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether to be impressed or appalled at that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and it was pretty <laughs> nice, you losers. I know. Now, <laughs> now um, at least four and a half thousand of those were between four of us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the some of them just count as being undercoated and you've done most of it. And then so,
3: uh, then, and then Tamsin just came in by the pallet load with all the, all the buildings, yeah, the 25 all the mil, and the concrete and all that. So, it was Some of them impressive. are very small scale, these figures that were painted. Yeah. Tamsin's
0: weren't. No. Some of them were, totally were you fine.
7: counting the buildings as an equivalent amount of actual figures, or just the one?
0: I think once we got over six thousand, we were like, we the buildings can count as ten, and we're still, you know, we're still safe." Yeah. I, we didn't need to to cheat with how we counted the buildings to get over six thousand. That was <laughs> um, it. Was still comfortably there, still yeah, very comfortably we, there.
3: I think we we worked on infantry was one, cavalry was two. A chariot was normally between three and five, whether it's a light or heavy. An elephants a bit more than that. So um, it got scary very quickly. Yeah, that's, um, yeah that, that's,
6: that's appalling.
0: Well, you know, there's, <laughs> there's six people in 20 weeks, so it's only 50 a week equivalent.
6: Okay. which is such... about anywhere in the world there's anybody who's in a group of people have painted more teen soldiers. Yeah. I <laughs> really <laughs> doubt it. I think okay. we probably... The world record holders, <laughs> COVID painting,
0: COVID painting no, record.
6: Yeah. No, there will be Dave, someone. I disagree
7: with you. Okay, because <laughs> it must be said, us people doing this podcast, we are quite a bunch of sad bastards. Yes, but there are side of
0: people out there. I'm absolutely sure. I'm pretty sure about that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, there's people who listen to it. Never mind, us who contribute. So, um, yeah. you know, that's. Did that's you say people in plural there? No, Pete, there's 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 a person There's
5: at least possibly.
0: two. There's at least two. We're aware of okay. two. Which is all good. But um, but Adam, Especially you've dived
5: Martin Stevenson, haven't we?
0: Yes, that's true. Yeah, we've got another one as well. So um I, you dived... sorry, Go on.
7: I just thought this I just thought the system was. If you listen to three episodes in a row, you got invited to take part. That's what seemed to happen yeah. to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, well we've been waiting to um to cycle out, but nobody's managed to get three in a row. So so that's why you're still here, to be honest. <laughs> okay. It's, it does work like that, but, but you've dived straight into Simon's um, slightly eclectic and cobbled together, but, but possibly effective because it did quite well at a competition, um, Chinese Northern and Southern Dynasties Army, uh, which has got um, kind of Death Star plus Cavalry Command, it's got Cataphract plus bits and pieces of foot command, and then it's got um, Park on a Flank War Wagon and some Stuff Command as well. Um, Is that a Chinese Elephant? yeah uh, this is the Chinese elephant, I think it's the only one allowed only one yeah I
7: wasn't paying attention in geography and biology then was I
0: big country and it's near Vietnam and stuff like that I think mm. or, or okay. They used to own parts of it for quite quite long periods of time so um so that's um that's that's that one and then um I like think our,
2: our do you realize piece, it's
0: taken us twenty weeks to actually find a
2: list it has got Something which combines elephants and something which could be classed as a knight.
0: What could be classed as a knight? Cataphracts.
2: Are they technically I mean, not real knights, but they're kind of? It's close well, enough. All, we all know they're knight X,
7: really.
0: Yeah, they're knight X from the good old days. Yeah. Um, so then um, the the other one that we've got um, somewhere is. I'm so taking bets
6: Pete? on lots of cataphracts.
0: Yeah, we're taking bets on lots of cataphracts and lots of elephants in Peter's place. There's
6: quest.
3: going
0: to be an elephant. So, this is the Peter option.
4: (laughs) So, Simon, early on, you were saying that, you know, uh, one way you could go is line up and charge. I've just gone for that. I've just gone, yeah, we're going to give it some large. We're just going to go in. So, good old elephant Death Star. Got to charge in. Got to have a bit of fun with it. Um, And then uh, I've mixed it up. Tim, you were saying earlier about having the uh, couple of cataphracts with uh, Impact Horse. Um, I quite like that because um, you and Adam used it against um, myself and Andy when we were up at um, uh, the doubles. All
0: oh, right, right, uh, Burton, was that? Yeah, oh. yeah. No.
4: Burton, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Did it work? Uh, just. Oh, mm. We had oh, the ropes, and it was like one, one or two points in it, wasn't it? At the end. Was
2: it draw that game? Um, with a, oh, Drew, that game. Wow. Yeah, with we one or two it. more turns, we'd have won it, because we had, we, we had them on the back foot
0: time was That's called my memory yeah exactly what happened yeah okay. this means war. so thank you have got to talk us through the three commands you've got here then
4: right so first command a couple of cataphracts um and a heavy cavalry impact so They can actually go in, do a lot of damage. I like having the heavy cavalry impact uh, with the cataphracts because you've got a bit of variability. There's a couple of bowmen there as well. So either I can have the bowmen um, in terrain supporting the cataphracts alongside it, or I can have them separate out. So this is good for one wing. Um, So either we're coming down the side with the heavy cavalry impact and the light horse, taking up um, the edge or we've got um, the bowman going forward with the cataphracts alongside it uh, with the heavy cavalry impact acting as a sort of uh, maneuver element around it. It's a competent commander, so it can um, have the maneuverability, have the capability to either swing towards the uh, elephant group, or it's got the flexibility to take a couple of hits and um, recover itself. You've got elite in the heavy cavalry impact and the cataphracts. So when they're going to hit, they're going to hit hard. It's going to be good. You're going to see things flying all over the place. So um, I quite enjoy that. That's that's one where you can just, uh, if you just get the bowman to get one or two hits in on a couple of units before they go in, they're just going to go straight through. Um, so I've got one command that's definitely got impact. So I was happy about that one. That's what I was aiming for.
0: Next yeah, that's one. driving down a flank, isn't it? For sure. Yep.
4: Absolutely. It's going to piss off anybody. You know, turn off with a couple of light horse and a, and a couple of horsemen. Yeah, I'm going to stomp you quite happily. Um, next one, Elephants. Yeah, got to have it. All right. It's not elite. It's ordinary. So I didn't include the commander because I thought, yeah, I can put him in there if I want to, but I'm not risking it totally. Um I like it, it's an Elephant Death Star. You've got the medium swords, Impetuous Elite, which I think that's what pushed me over the edge to have it because some of the um, uh, other armies that you have, you have end up with like, you know, pretty crappy medium swordsmen or half and halves. So this is gonna have some decent hitting power, plus you've got the ability to go through terrain. So I kept it so this has the flexibility to stomp through terrain if it's there, because the elephant. So. Someone's slapping down fields, great, not a problem. If someone's going to be coming along with a lot of cataphracts um, or chariots, no problem. I'm going to put down terrain and force them to fight where I want them to. So I can have a bit of fun with that. Ordinary commander, nice and neat going in. Um, my last command, I've got the commander in chief with it. And uh, I like heavy swordsmen with two handed choppies. Uh, partly because my son chopped up my Spanish knights with it t- a couple of weeks ago so <laughs> I was like well if it works for him it can work for me um, so I, they've got a lot of hitting power a couple of light infantry in front of them they're going to get there a couple of bowmen to work round the edge just to do the overlaps against light infantry or get a couple of shots in it, it's well worth it especially with the bowmen if you end up against a old cavalry army The bowmen are going to be great. They're going to be chipping away like there's nobody's business. So I'm very happy with that. And I've got the heavy cavalry impact again. I probably actually have the light cavalry and the heavy cavalry impact to hang back a bit more. I might do the light cavalry for a charge round to stop things escaping. But they're more just to protect the edge as opposed to forward project. And then as soon as it starts breaking up to go in and start snatching up easy points. That's basically the, the aim of that command it's a delivery system for two handed choppies getting in there to mash things up you can't ignore it it's coming at you what are you' going to do about it
0: so is that one so this one's um, looking at the army because you 've got the cavalry the two sets of cavalry it's almost one deployment here isn't it your Your Death Star's going down the middle and then you've got either of those other commands on one wing or, or t'other. Are you trying to yeah. narrow down the terrain here at all or um... well because i've got
4: a couple of cavalry on either side. I'm not overly stressed about narrowing down the terrain. If it narrows down, I, I can just narrow my army down to actually just deliver and just play on one half of the table and ignore the other half. I, I don't care. That's going to be their issue, not mine. I've got the stuff that's going to go forward. So I'm not worried about having to dance around. They're all going to go in and hit. So I want to ideally have them spread their army across and then I send a, a light cavalry. Uh, bow just to stop them manoeuvring, and then hit. You know, have the majority of my three units hit two of his. So that that'd be the ideal thing for me. Uh, whether it happens or not, I don't know. But um, that's what I'd love to actually go and do. Go go in and start stomping.
0: Yeah, because I, I guess the, the heavy swordsmen are are more by definition more vulnerable to cavalry than than heavy spearmen. But once you've got six of them, the numbers start to take on a quality of their own. You know, you're going to have more more width and more overlap than a lot of things there um okay um Saunders what what about you comparing these two you know I, I see this is yet again the time when someone's put in a pair of Bowman in fact into to two commands there's a pair of Bowman just to get your vote in a very cynical ploy here but what what's your thought on this one
6: I'm just wondering what date is that um it's the south oh, one I know I mean the date it says what does it say
0: Peter is the date <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. Peter the Great. <laughs>
4: the, the, the option is Peter.
0: You yeah. know, what more yeah. do you
6: Peter's want? A, Peter's <laughs> option. Um, yeah, six, six two handed weapon guys is quite. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I can't decide on that. I think it, it, it's good. It can oh. be very
3: scary. I've, I've had a couple of competitions where someone's dropped six of those, comes storming across the table. And against anything other than knights, you can see most of them is going. Well, hang on a second. That's a bit rough. Six two-headed chop, heavy two-headed choppers, and with the brilliant general, if you're really lucky, you can move three times in one turn right up to the four UD. It's I a nice, de- it's a nice delivery system of deal with this.
6: I think, it's especially quite if a someone drops up some heavy
4: spear, I'm just going to chop them to bits. I even win on uh, draws. So you got to love it.
6: Yeah, I think it's quite a good net, as I'd call it. Where you know even if you're facing four cataphracts, you've yeah you've got four lives you even if you lose two in the initial contact you're going to probably get past his flanks, so that's quite good yeah uh, yeah yeah i, I yeah I, I'd worry about one flank but i i don't think unreasonably i wouldn't worry about that
0: mm-hmm. okay um what about um adam your um you're, this is the first one that you've had a good full look at um What's your, What are you thinking on this one?
7: Well, <coughs> the big wad of two-handed chopping weapons again. I think it's really, really effective. The elephant, <coughs> I, I, I would be giving Mark and Peter down, but I've got Mark and Burke down. It's a bit of a gimmick in this army. I'm sure there's a way of doing this army that doesn't rely on one single element. elephant no, I, I or one single element More two-handed choppers. Okay, know. yeah, I would been more than impressed with that, but. I've, I've got to say that I'm probably not going to vote for Peter because there was an image that flashed through my mind when he was talking. I so, thought, no, because where he said, sort of like, um, you can't ignore it, it's coming at you. What are you going to do about it? I just had this poor image of poor Mrs. Webb, and that's what sort of passes for <laughs> romantic talk in his household. And I just thought, no, I can't vote for that, mate. So I don't care how good <laughs> this um, you, You've lost my vote. Here comes the elephant.
0: <laughs> full badger. Full badger. Okay. Um Andy, what what about you? Um, wh- you know, which with with any kind of context that um, Adam has now stooped us down to, um, wh- what are your thoughts on this one?
2: Um, most of that went over my head, fortunately. Uh I actually like Peter's list. I think it's neater than uh, Simon's. Um I'm not entirely convinced about the six spearmen, but I do like the concept of the army in that the, uh, there's very little wastage uh, apart from the fact, I'm not sure I'd have two archers in each each command. Uh, but apart from that, I do like uh-huh. the overall idea. You've got a heavy infantry hitty command, you've got an elephant hitty command, and you've, you can hit stuff with the cataphracts and uh, knight if you want to. I've now come to the conclusion in most of my uh, lists I would like to have a foot bow with a mounted command for missile support and it's something I'll be trying to achieve wherever I can in most cases. So I do like that idea in core one. I think having two of them is maybe overkill because I'm not sure the speed things travel, you're going to get a lot of shots in before the
0: hand-to-hand combat. But other than that, yes, I do like Peter's List. Okay, Tamsin, what, what about you? What's your thoughts on this one?
5: I agree. There, it's a much simpler list to use. My main concern is sort of the first command, the cavalry command, because you've only got three hitty, three crunchy, crunchy units in it, uh, and I'm just wondering, if, I, if you drop two of the bowmen, I add another elite, elite heavy cavalry. I'm not not sure. Are
0: there three? In, I'm not sure. Allowed three in the army, actually. Might,
5: uh, you, you can get four elite...
4: Uh, cavalry in the army so I couldn't get another elite
0: one but you could get a normal one maybe oh
5: yeah.
0: right yeah normal heavy cavalry
5: yeah I, I have I have two elite heavy cavalry in that, that command and the heavy cavalry in sort of the, the, the men with big choppers command could just be an ordinary could, could be the ordinary because if it's if it's being used if as Peter says it's rollers to sort of hang back a bit and then once once the heavy swordsmen have chewed two things up, go around the flank and do and pick off the easy targets. It doesn't really need to be a leap fat. So I I'd probably drop two bowmen, get one more. I put a heavy cavalry impact, a second heavy cavalry impact elite in the first command, and change the heavy cavalry impact in the third, in the third command to ordinary. Yeah, uh, I'd be more likely to pick this list than simon's certainly because it's it for me it's it would be easier to use it's
0: kind of cleaner isn't it yeah i i think i'm i'm with you on that thing you know that first command whilst it's got a lot of stuff in and it's got three elites it is still yeah it's three cavalry and and some supporting bowmen um and i i do feel that you know if you're going to have a cavalry or a mounted command it kind of needs to be four yes. and and the cataphracts support are primarily, anti, are primarily an anti infantry weapon, or, or better than that, which means you've got two wings, which are just sort of a single single heavy cavalry and a and a light cavalry. Um, but then I suppose you've got a couple of bowmen with them. But it's it's a little bit flaky on on the wings. I you know the Death Star's is a no brainer, isn't it? Impetuous elite medium swordsman is so rare that's just great. You've kind of got a grab for that. But but I. It, with with the two list compositions having you've, you're doing quite a lot with both of those um flanking commands so but but that death star is so pokey and it's going so straightforward particularly as it's impetuous i, I kind of wonder whether not having that as part of a a two command command if that makes sense like simon's done you know he's got a general who runs the death star and something else that that whether that's almost a waste of a general, because all he's doing is driving the Death Star forward, whereas the Death Star is just going to go forwards and go in. Most turns, it's going to be going forward at one point a turn, um, and and you're kind of using losing that plus one from the general. Um, you know, I think he either needs to be embedded, or or possibly that command needs something else for him to do. Maybe even. You know, pull the two bowmen out of the first command and, and let him drive them around. It just gives you more command points, um, and yeah, those six heavy swordsmen. That's a really interesting thing. It's it looks a bit it looks a bit you know I'm not quite sure when you look at it, but then you suddenly think how big six of those things are, particularly in a period where this army, you know, is is going to be fighting other people. There is going to be a lot of spearmen around. There might be some mixed units that is going to shred them. Um, completely isn't it that's just such a Mm. a thing where quantity has a quality all of its own so i think it's very interesting i I just wonder whether it's a little bit relying on one heavy cavalry and one light horse on, on both flanks that they could get they could get overwhelmed and you lose the benefit of the elite and and you you lose the benefit of the you know having a specific general with that death star um but it's it's an interesting thing it's quite different to simon's in the in the mix and match although i suspect there's a similar number of of combat troops in there um but it's you know obviously a very similar mix of the two cataphracts, two heavy cavalry simon's gone for um crossbowmen on the assumption there's probably more more armored cavalry around perhaps in in a you know in a themed tournament but 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 yeah six six giant cutting women heavy swordsmen versus i think it's what two two of them in the other in simon's command and three um three spearmen and the and the war wagon just kind of yeah it's different but that's the quality quantity has a quality all of its own i think is is that one but but maybe it's time to um to run down the table then run down the list um and say which one do you choose um so so mr saunders which one which one are you going for out of those two
6: that's it would be possible to ignore Mr. Peter's uh, six heavy foot. I think you can just sit somebody in front of the six heavy foot and just ignore them and go for either side of them. So I think I'll go for Simon's. list.
0: Okay. Um, Andy, what about you? Um, I'm going for Peter's. Straightforward. Does what it says on the tin.
6: Yeah.
2: I'd be more comfortable using that. I'm, sh- I'm sure Simon's... It's a very good list if you know how to use it but if somebody said to me here's two lists choose one you've got to use it in a competition
0: i'd feel more comfortable using peters right, tamsin what What about you
5: all right i've already said i it's peters Simply because it's to use, i'll go with Peters.
0: i i think i'd i would go well, It would be
5: more fun to, would probably be quite fun to play with but Peter's is easier for me to use, so yeah. I, I can. I need all the help I can get with
0: that. <laughs> I, okay. I, I think I'm. I'm probably with Dave. You know, I, I think there's more. Um, I'd be worried about Peter's flanks, and, and I have played that army, and I've managed to ignore those um, those turned chopple men and, and get around the side. And and the war wagon really does. In fact, the war wagon is a thing that allows you to do that. You can sit it halfway across the table and and take some of those people just out the game. And they, you know, they march up and fight a war wagon. You just overwhelm them on on t'other flank. But so I think we're we're probably two all going into our late arrival, um, Mr. Adam. <laughs>
7: um, <clears throat> I didn't hear too much about Simon's, but I've heard the chat and I saw it. Um, I'll take issue with you, Tim, when you where you said um, the Death Star's a no-brainer, because I think. Um, Peter's list has got two ideas in it. One is spending points on the Death Star and it is a big wadge of points. And the other is that two-handed, that big front. Um, I actually quite like the idea of that big front, but I think having, including the elephant in it um, unbalances the list. So it makes the sides of the big front vulnerable and you can ignore it and you can go around the sides. So, um, and I think the idea of Um, a Death Star command just because you can is becoming a bit of a crutch and I think it's unbalanced the list. From what I've heard about Simon's it sounds like more complicated which I tend not to like complicated lists because I don't play enough to play well with them. But ultimately um, I'm going to vote for Simon's list um, mainly on the basis of probably the better quality of romantic chit chat.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's... um... It's all about romance and love, isn't it? Really, um, in um, on the west, ah, on the south coast. So Adam, sure. you're just
4: you just love another fighter.
0: Yes. Ask me.
3: Okay, Thank I think that's you. it. So, now, the final question, Mr. Badger, is how would your army deal with a full badger of knights bearing down on it?
4: <laughs> well, for a start, I'd be playing a different period.
3: Right. Ah, no, 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 That's not the excuse you can use. Yeah.
4: Well. <laughs> With the knights bearing down on it, there would be two things. One of which being an elephant. Uh, secondly, an awful lot of terrain. So the knights bearing down on a load of fields and everything else. You're going to be laughing because I'll be getting the shots in and everything else. Uh, and then finally, um, the, for the knights, unless you've got full-on knight army, uh, you've got to have some shitty troops. And they're perfect targets for the cataphracts.
0: Well... It sounds um, like you've strung a load of words together there. I'm not sure they make any sense if you put them on the tabletop, <laughs> but it's um, it was very confidently well, no. delivered. I think that was definitely. Delivery the delivery with
4: confidence and then charging.
0: Cataphracts was the answer to medieval armies. I think that um, that's, that sounds like a surefire winner. I think that means that we move you know seamlessly to the Napoleonic age with with a famous um, tail end of the Napoleonic wars. <laughs> That's melancholy enough to um signify the end of this this epic epic series which um i'm still threatening at some point to um to separate out and try and try and publish as a um as a series of standalone napoleonic themed podcasts which definitely no one will ever listen to um, or certainly will never listen to all of them i'm sure but um but we're getting really to the tail end
5: it's nearly a hundred people have downloaded the glue episode
0: true. Yes, maybe um, maybe we can challenge that with uh, <laughs> With, with napoleonic special or something like that. I repackaged the content is, is what it's what it's called. So So we're here we've done. We've done swearing in Spain. Um, we've done reverse Volker brexit We've done beating up the Austrians. We've discovered that the Austro-hungarian were an empire We didn't know that Germany existed um the British have done almost nothing so far. Um, we've had a long walk to Moscow. We've we've walked all the way back. We've had um, graphic representations of it, and um, the British paid for it. British paid for everything, but have yet to make a proper appearance. And yeah, they chased the, um, the French out of Spain. They chased it, yeah, yeah, but that was Sean Bean, though, wasn't it? Really, and there was lots of it they were sailing really around
4: British. everything, and you know, turf yeah. to a couple of. Look, other you know, places. okay,
0: maybe I didn't learn that then. My impression yeah. was the British they haven't done much. I it was Egypt, wasn't it? we forgot forgotten England, Egypt as well.
5: Uh, Alga and the Nile and Copenhagen. Yeah. India.
0: Open, Copenhagen yeah. and India. We didn't do that at all. That must be... We
5: We sailed into Denmark yeah, and it nicked their Navy. In, in the Teaching to Me series, but... Okay, maybe we missed
0: Copenhagen place. and the Indians then. But, um,
5: so we're getting Shop to, to off in India as well.
0: Yeah. So this little geezer is um, on his island. He's been made king of... Um, an island the size of a postage stamp or something like that which is fine because he's quite short and um and he's reorganized the island in about a fortnight and they all love him and everybody else has isolated him but it's really awkward to kill kings so they've not done that and um and that's kind of where we left it wasn't it he's just on some sort of holiday island he's kind of on his own personal lockdown he's in the middle of the med um you know, they've got secure borders. Um, it's a bit like kind of New Zealand, but with better pasta. Um, no, he, got no COVID there. he got bored. He got bored in well, about the a thing year. Is,
2: well, right, it starts off after 1814 and the uh, end of the war in mm-hmm. that time. The Allied powers had a massive conference at Vienna, which went on for months and months. And the idea was to unpick all the political changes that Napoleon had made, making people dukes of here and giving bits of country to different people. And a lot of the... Uh, power. Sorry, to, sorry,
0: hang about. He was, he was making people dukes, wasn't he? Kind of part of the um, like non-dukey kind of people's liberation revolutionary Wolfie Smith. Uh, of he, made, thing? He, was
5: making, he was making people, he was making people kings.
0: Oh, okay, and so dukes, that, that kind of cutting our heads off thing didn't last very long. He was just done with that. Fine,
2: yeah. For example, his brother was king of Westphalia and was West, and he gave bits of land to Westphalia to make it a kingdom. Uh, Bits of Prussia uh, were hyped off and the, given the to other Spain. countries. Yeah. Bavaria so was, got different bits for being allied to him and stuff like that. So okay. if you look at the map of Europe in 1814, political map compared to what it was in 1795 or whatever, it was considerably different. And the main allied powers wanted to basically put the genie back in the bottle with the way it had been. and that And that didn't go too well. After about six months, there were massive fault lines between the allies and secret pacts and they were almost at war with each other. This was a six-month conference
0: that almost created a war because they disagreed so much.
2: Basically yes. Well I must admit if I was at
0: a conference for six months yeah that would be um yeah into this
2: mix uh the Bourbons uh you know the Louis the 18th he starts appointing all the old aristos to positions of importance and sacking the Napoleon's capable officers.
0: Is there a poor quality biscuit joke about a six month conference I can insert there? Or is that, no, no, fine. Uh, you'd have to it's think of it yourself. No, would be um,
4: drinking bourbon instead of bourbons.
0: Oh, bourbons and bourbons, right, okay. Barry um, Bolden's so, not
4: involved, is he, no? No, uh, no, he's still over in Italy at that point. The peak free well, empire? Well, he's no? in his
0: dad's
2: eye, I think at this point, okay, but right. um, he, um, anyway, so, so the King of France is appointing all these useless aristocrats to important positions, and all the people of talent who were, got their jobs under Napoleon are a bit hacked off with this. And so the army in particular is somewhat disgruntled with the Bourbons because they're carrying on like, we won the war, we know what's going on. And yeah, you tosses You never got anywhere near a, a battlefield. And um, I thought the French so, lost. That's how
0: he got exiled. Or the, yeah, or the Bourbons but, but, but French. the French
2: army... Uh, the
0: monarchists.
2: The monarchists are basically managed to hack off the establishment of the French army. Okay, because they claimed the well victory when people.
0: someone else beat the French army. Yeah, that they're, they're hiding at the back, and, that. and
2: that then they, they are okay. giving it I large, think, like.
7: I think it's also important to say that the French army by this time had been created by Napoleon, more or less molded in his own image. So the army was still Napoleonic. In uh,
0: they're all little short people, really. With, um, exactly, that, exactly yeah. in his old image yeah fine like that gnome good okay no.
2: well there's, there's there's a story told about one of his marshals a guy called Lefebvre who wasn't the sharpest tack in the toolbox but heroically brave and somebody said to him look at you you've got all these mansions and stuff you've done very well out the wars and he said tell you what you stand 20 paces away I'll take 30 shots at you and if, if I miss you can have it all and the guy said you must be mad and he said well what do you think I did to get this <laughs>
0: Okay, so he just survived fine. Okay, so, uh, so you, you know, so, so the, the French um, army's knocked off with these biscuit people. Yeah, and and there's a conference that's gone on for six months, and yeah. everybody else is knocked off as well. So yeah. they're they're kind of loving the time when there used to be constant war, because that was much more unifying.
2: Well, basically, it, it, it Napoleon, um, the governor of of uh, the guy supposed to keep an eye on Napoleon went off for a holiday in. I think it was February 1815. Napoleon. So he's, he's,
0: he's on an island in the Mediterranean and he goes off on holiday in February. Th- Where's the he guy going that's supposed to keep an eye on him?
2: His His, 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 um, his keeper. His, his parole officer, if you like. Okay, his and parole <laughs> officer. <laughs> so Napoleon <laughs> thinks, right, here's my chance. Doesn't Notice he, de- doesn't he uh, delegate
0: this job to someone? Or is it just like. Oh, well, no, he didn't
2: appoint a parole officer. He, this guy was appointed to keep an eye on him. Okay. Uh, anyway, Napoleon, Napoleon gets his guys, hops on a ship, heads over to France, lands in Fréjus or Marseille or somewhere wow. out there.
0: So, so no one anticipated this very, very clever a uh, ship movement. They no. thought he was safe on an island. That must have really... Yeah, so him, so he turns he, he up with about a thousand
2: of his old guard that he'd been allowed to take into exile with him. And what? the <laughs> King of France says, stop, right, we've got to stop this bloke. So he sends Marshal
0: Ney with an army to stop Napoleon. That's Marshal Ney, and, who used to work for Napoleon and sort of one, his yeah, fame yeah, and, and success yeah. to Napoleon. Who says right. he's going how to bring it back did that in end? an iron casket. How did that end? Did that end?
2: Well, uh, Ney lines up his troops across the road near Grenoble um, and the, f- the unit at the front is the 5th, 5th Regiment of the line. Napoleon walks up to these guys and says, 5th of the line, I recognise you. I'm your old emperor. If you want to shoot me, here I am. Take a shot. And uh, when they suddenly say, Vive l'Empereur! Hooray, Napoleon! Nayscarp is back off to Paris because he realizes
0: he's lost, he's lost the dressing room, basically. So, so nobody anticipated this outcome then? Because to me, well, you know, I'm not an expert. And after that, this Napoleon's stuff, I on the road. It, it's like okay. a victorious
2: procession. And the nearer he gets to Paris, the more people come and support him. And then as he gets close, the, uh, the Bourbons bugger off into exile again and run away.
0: Buggered off Bourbons? Then, okay.
2: Yeah, the rest of the rest of Europe think, right, we're not having this, uh, Napoleon will declare him are. an outlaw and let's <laughs> finally put him down. Napoleon's saying, hey, peace and love, man, I'm not after anything but France and, you know, I'm not looking to fight anybody. And they say, we don't care, we want to get rid of you.
0: Because so- yeah, I, I think that's, you know, given that he's just escaped, formed an army and marched on Paris, that whole, you know, I'm, I'm not really um, want any more, I'm struggling to see that washing, really even for the naive bourbon biscuit people but right okay so everybody else goes we've got to stop this thing
2: right so now um it, it's a year after 1814 and most of the countries have when's that then? 1815 um, is this part of yeah. the quiz question later no uh, pay okay. attention it may well be um, okay and so they've mainly uh, disbanded most of their armies and uh because the Russians are all back in Russia and the Austrians are back in Austria and nobody very few people have got an army near enough to do anything about this. British have just finished having a war with America. Really? So a okay. lot of Duke of Wellington's troops are on the way back from America. Right. And so there's a period of time where nobody's quite sure where Napoleon's going to attack.
0: Now, I, I'm a, just I'm just gonna take a wild stab in the dark here and I'm gonna go through northern no, it? Italy into Austria. No, no. Oh, wow! He was. Yeah, he really completely wrongfooted. Go 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 w- Wellington's
2: got this kind of hodgepodge army in Belgium, and a lot of them. A lot of them are not British troops. They're Belgians. They're uh, people who did fight for Napoleon previously, um, and some mixed bunch of Germans. And mm. uh, the Prussians have got an army, but some of them are disaffected Saxons who are not very happy about having been drafted into the Prussian army. So those are the two armies in Belgium. And Napoleon thinks, I'm going to Belgium, do one of his classic uh, strategy, the central position, where you get between two enemy armies, you hold off one while you wallet the other one, and then reverse the process. Send you back. Yep.
0: Have them. Yep. Right. And then so, you beat the Austrians, uh, yeah.
2: Well, the idea was if he takes over Belgium, a lot of the Belgians used to be part of France and you'll get political support and you'll then get enough traction to be able to say, Come on guys, I'm strong enough to fight you off. Why don't we sit down and take a chill pill? Okay. So that's his <laughs> ultimate strategy. Okay? Right.
0: I bet I bet there was some like Austrian stuff in the back of his mind, even the chill pill thing. Right, go on. <laughs> So he's, he's thinking, he's going to go, there's a hodgepodge British army, it's got some Prussians in it, it's got loads of Saxons in it, they're all in off in, in you know, some random they're Belgian flaky. village. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a so,
5: Belgian village called Brussels, I think it was British for a base
2: there. Oh, okay. Just well, a the British small were based place, all then. over the place, because yeah. the, the po- if Napoleon came north into Belgium, he could do one of two strategies to threaten the British. One is pile straight up the middle and go for Brussels, the capital. The other is swing round to the coast and cut them off from their base of supply at Ghent or Bruges, I can't remember which one it was now. Um, So Wellington had to cover both eventualities. Right. So he couldn't mass his army until he
0: knew where Napoleon was going. But I you know, if I was, you know, Wellington, I would have thought, I might as well go straight to Waterloo and wait there, because that's kind of where it's happening, isn't it? Or did he not know that at the time? No, he didn't know that at the time. Okay. This was pre-Eurovision Song Contest and everything. Yeah, Abba hadn't Fine. even released their first album. Okay. Oh god, that is a long time ago. Right. Okay. So so how do they end up in Waterloo then, around that little farmhouse well, well, and
2: stuff? Um, well, Napoleon can, can go one of three ways into Belgium. Left round the coast and threaten the British supplies, right and go for the Prussians, or hey, little, little straight up the middle and get between the two armies and then try and fight them one by one. He goes up the middle. By the time the Allies realise that's what he's up to, They've then got to concentrate their two armies from the outer, yeah, e- the you edges, know, yep. each side. That's going to take time, and he, he's, Napoleon has managed to get himself between them. Hmm. And uh, there are two main battles. Firstly, a battle against the Prussians at a place called Ligny, L-I-G-N-Y, and at the same time, Marshal Ney, who's now been appointed to command Napoleon's left wing, is facing... A small amount of British troops at a place called Cathra well,
5: which it's is on the direct resources. Dutch return. troops. Dutch troops with yeah. some British. Initially
2: actors. Dutch, correct. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: And so there's Ligny, there's Quatre they're about
2: They're both taking place the same day. Okay. Right. And due to due to a complete screw-up of French command control, partly because Berthier, who remembered Died beforehand, so he wasn't around to that be. That would chief be a problem for
0: command and control, wouldn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. So they had suit being dead uh, thing. Running right, out. Okay. Yeah, um, you've got this entire corps of French troops, twenty thousand men, who don't turn up at either battle.
0: Right, they're what duty free shopping or something? Um, probably. Yeah. Okay. So the well, French, get, the French, they, they what, what, the French meet, lose two to battles to, in one day. They're
2: fighting two battles in one day. Bryer is basically a draw, Lini is a victory but not a complete victory, and it's for arguable who? For that... Who, though, that's important. <laughs> for the French. Oh, okay. It's arguable right. that had this guy Durlan and his corps turned up in either battle,
5: either of them would have
2: gone better for the French.
0: Sure, so 20 thousand so, so more think, men would help. The
5: okay. excuse was that he got contradictory orders. But it's true, he did. Yeah.
0: Okay. Right, so the French um, have won a battle and a half, they're, they're, they're up, they're going into the second leg, that's um, you know they've won, one yeah. one draw, one one score win, and um, yeah, and then this character like American Civil War, it just goes on for another day. No, what happens is, well, for start, Blucher. This is where Blucher is knocked off his horse,
2: and he's carried off. That the sounds of very. American
0: Civil War, yeah, all right,
2: right. Remember, he's eighty years old and he's chewing garlic and stuff like that. Remember in the quiz the other week. Anyway, oh, yeah. so and, <laughs> and
5: believing he's pre- he's been made pregnant. With an elephant by an imperial guard member of the yeah. French.
2: So they've got to guard. find the maternity hospital for him. And, um, Fine. Okay, all right.
5: <laughs> Being made pregnant by an elephant. No.
2: No, we're expecting
0: to so give he, birth he was to an,
5: carrying an elephant. Pay attention. And having been impregnated by a French imperial guardsman.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway, well, that does happen, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah.
5: is
2: slightly secondary to the history of Battle of Waterloo, uh, the Waterloo campaign.
0: I, yeah, because yeah, I don't the, remember this in right. any of the other so pro- No. So, so.
2: the evening of the 16th of June, Prussians Brilliant. have just lost this battle, it's all going haywire. Yeah. The guy in charge now is Marshal Neisser who is Blucher's chief of staff. Hmm. They've got two ways they can retreat. One is back towards Namur, eastwards towards the line of communication. The other is straight back, parallel with the British, and keep in touch with them. They look and they say, right, let's go to this place, Wavre. Why Wavre? Because we can read where it is on the map, and it turns out to be parallel with the line of retreat of the British. So. Oh. the Prussians go straight backwards, staying in touch with the British. Although, due to some people running off in the other direction, Napoleon and gets a mistaken impression that the Prussians have head off towards Namur. He sends Marshal Grouchy to keep an eye on the Prussians. He messes it I mean up. That
0: way? Right. And he's gone off towards Namur rather than... Uh, look, this is, this is like, look, this is really complicated. I imagine well, some was. stuff happens and then one morning they wake up and they're at Waterloo is that,
2: is that the next day yes right the next okay. day so
0: they no, wake no, up yeah, and
2: they say, go. "Oh, always waterloo look no, yeah so duke of wellington the day after he drills his battle here's the prussians have gone up, run away and he thinks well i better get out of here before napoleon comes at me with the main army what? so he goes back to waterloo which is a position he'd noticed previously and thought that'd be a good place for a battle it's got a nice long ridge i can hide my guys behind it and uh, that,
7: you know, ethics
0: can... is, uh, that ethics Fort is that um mm. little town, it, you know, it's thing, yeah. thing really good. Yeah, Hugemans. Yeah, right.
7: You yeah, know, I just—it's not Hugemans. The like Hayson, and it is the best model ever made mm. in the yeah. whole war gaming modeling industry ever. Yeah. We all had one. Well, yeah. gentlemen of a certain age, and it was just
5: fabulous. Exactly. No, you know, it, I'm sorry, because no, if, no, if, if, if you could find that, that's the best one. one. French Foreign Legion Fort.
0: Yeah. Which Foreign Legion Fort was very good, but that was very yeah, rare. And it yeah, only that, had one door, French so farm. it was it was much better as an actually unassailable fortress, but as something to use in, in different games. I do still think the you know, that little, you know, French farmhouse thing was very, very good. Well the foreign well, legion fort you could use for World War Two as well. Yeah, but it yeah, just, just had right. one door, Andy, and the Is doors there, came off. Oh,
5: you can use that foreign legion fort Mexico, yeah. Spain. Yeah. By Arabia.
0: Yeah, no, but I guess the key thing though, <laughs> I guess the key thing though, is when Wellington was looking around the battlefield, he wasn't able to spot a French Foreign Legion fort, so he had to do for the second best choice, and he yeah. went for the um yeah. the, the whatever it was, the Houchmont. Yeah, that's right. Farm, yeah.
2: yeah and they could put the kit together very quickly. That was all to an Very quickly. Yeah. Right. So Wellington is defending at the um, at Waterloo. And yep. Napoleon pitches up with his army. Napoleon's yep. got about seventy-five thousand men. Wellington's got about sixty-five
0: rough numbers. Napoleon set his camp up in the jungle outpost, and um, and he's looking out over the walls of the um, of the the castle, or the whatever it's called. Uh, no, Robin Hood's castle. Was that a real one? No, that or was that the yeah. Zvezda thing. Fine. That was right. no, that was the Sheriff okay. of Nottingham's castle. Wasn't Sheriff it? of Nottingham's castle. Yeah. Okay. So yep. all the airfix stuffs there. But the the most important one is in the middle of the battlefield, so they're all they didn't lined have up. The gun emplacement. Oh no, they wouldn't have had the gun emplacements too soon for that. <laughs> yes, the coastal coastal gun emplacement. Right. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't get horses to drag a, a, a you know 105 millimeter. Um, and and you wouldn't make coastal it, would
4: gun emplacements on the south coast of Britain
0: there. Yeah, but you That's don't have, you don't
2: get them in the middle of Belgium. No. Not not, not, the, not
0: firing matchsticks into Belgium. It wouldn't have happened. So so he's all lined it's up right. on a ridge. There's the there's the airfix thing in the front of him. Behind the ridge. Behind the ridge, and then there's like Napoleon, who's going to do something clever because he always does.
4: But also, Wellington had ridden across the land before, and so he knew where he was going to pick it. And it's raining.
0: And it's yeah. raining. Okay, it's very, so
4: very wet. So right. Wellington had already scouted out the land some time before, and thought, if I'm going to fight a battle, I'd like to do it here because it's. Well, he's they
5: scouted out the land. I think it, he came across that battlefields when he was out fox hunting yeah
0: most you know. the rest of, most of, the rest of us of nowadays would find that farmhouse on ebay so, yeah. Napoleon so I, I, I thought
6: believe. um he splits his army up he sends Davout, what is, to deal with the prussians thinking that's the way it used to always happen and it doesn't work because the french other wing lose their opponents in the rain and the weather he gets up. It's pissing down with rain. He can't get on with the battle quick enough because the Western thing. He also thinks that his soldiers are still as good as they were five, ten years ago. When in actual okay. fact, they're all like kids who are just like no bloody good at anything. Yeah. And he gets it all completely wrong. Right, the bloody kids are Apparently, bad. he's
5: also pretty. He's not feeling very well.
6: No,
2: he's, he's got piles.
6: Yeah, yeah, more than that. I think. Actually,
2: Dave, I take issue with the quality of the army. Don't forget, a lot of the guys he would have would be people who'd be freed prisoners of war who wouldn't have taken place in the later campaigns when it
0: all went bad for the
6: French. Yes.
0: possibly. Mm. Awesome. So so there's a little bloke with piles who thinks that his army's better than it was. And, um, and he sent his mate to deal with the Prussians because that normally works, but it doesn't. And he's got the Waterloo farmhouse in the middle of it, which is all exciting. and And the English are all hiding, the British are all hiding in full defilade yeah. behind the top of a, yeah. a, a hill. A lot of the are, yeah. Reverse slope. So this is this is sort of like an American Civil War battle, isn't it? There? There's one where they, oh no, um, Gettysburg or something, where they all hide on the top of a ridge. So so what, does Napoleon just attack a frontal position uphill because he thinks he's really cool and he's got yeah, piles he, and he, he wants he assemb- to get it over with? He assembles his mass battery of about 90 guns and there's
2: part of the British line is still visible. Because there's not enough room yeah. behind them on the ridge, and they get blatted by artillery. He then sends Delon's infantry corps forward. Delon's corps gets up to the top of the ridge, and it gets walloped by uh, British cavalry.
0: Okay, so so they so they just and he just sends one corps forward because I you know I imagine he had more troops than that. He just so he launched he a piecemeal attack corps, up a hill. Sec,
2: the second corps, meanwhile, was supposed to screen Oughamont, this big uh, sort of fortified uh manor house. But okay. instead of just screening it, the second corps got drawn into a full scale fight for it and it was a complete waste of time. They should have because the British could re- reinforce it easily. It they'd still walls to
0: hide behind. Is that the ethics one or is that a different, a
2: different one? I think that is the ethics
0: one. That is the ethics one. Okay. I mean the, well, <laughs> the general
4: idea was to suck British troops into it and it was the opposite that happened. It sucked the French troops into it.
0: So, so it was the so the French half their army was trying to capture that really cool bit of Airfix thing when they could have just bought. Another no, one.
7: it wasn't the cool bit of Airfix. It
0: wasn't. It's another one that Airfix didn't make. Yeah.
7: Yeah.
0: Okay. Did, which so which, was which even, is the
7: Airfix one? Is that the Hayson? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. No, didn't
4: this is t- place t- the Prince of Orange in it or something.
1: The
4: no, that's um, a pub in
0: Solo, isn't it? Um, possibly, but it's all right. So no, it was it
2: was the guard.
0: The it, there was the British guard light companies were in there. In in Hougamob. So true. you know, describing this, this sounds like Napoleon really didn't know what he was doing. Was his piles that bad? Yeah, that It just put, it just lost his ability to. He didn't really, he didn't really have a grip on the battle that day, so to speak. Yeah, that's a yeah. horrible image again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, his piles were so bad he couldn't get a proper grip on the battle. Bit,
4: right, bit okay. of grapes of wrath
0: going on. Grapes of wrath. Mm. That's all grim. So, so this is basically a story of. Um, it started off as a story way back when, of culinary adventures in, um, in Northern Italy, and it's ended up being kind of a, a bottom based medical incident that's, um, that's led to his ultimate downfall. Because um, it does it's sound... At
6: 9am, he would probably have won it, but he has to wait till 11 o'clock for the grounds to wide out to dry Obviously, out. Obviously, he, then, it's too he wants away.
4: to take advantage of his artillery,
6: because he's yeah. an old artillery guy, he wants to blow away the English. Yeah, and that's what he's always relied on in the past, He's living on old glories. He thinks his trips are as good as they used to be, but they're not. They're it's, a bunch of kids.
2: And anyway, he thinks the Prussians
6: the managed to
2: diseng- and they can't do it. No. Yeah. Anyway, Grootie finally finds out where the Prussians are. Sorry, I would just like
7: my chance to derail Andy as well. So okay, okay, go, go for
0: it. Chip in.
7: Oh, I thought I would just throw that in there.
0: Fine. You've not got anything to add. You just want to try and derail Andy, because everybody else has a go. Yeah. Why? No, that's good. That's that's a that's a, a better contribution I've made the last twelve weeks. So, that's all good. <laughs> yeah, much more sense. So this right. has all gone horribly wrong. Then um, it's all going wrong. The Prussians basically. So go managed
7: now. You have your go now. You, you carry on talking, mate. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: Prussians managed to get away from Grouchy and turn up to save to save Wellington But putting. They Prussia don't, they the don't turn probably.
0: up in um in Napoleon's rear, do they?
6: No oh. Napoleon, it's actually it's actually thinks Napoleon actually thinks they're his own their Grouchy returning to the battlefield having defeated the Prussians, only discover it's the other way around and it's the Prussians arriving on his flank. Right. And expecting his, basically he's expecting his two armies to concentrate and finish off the English, Dutch and all the right. allies. And it's not that
0: way round so he's, so he's got problems to the front he's got problems in his rear areas, and now he's got problems on his flank as well um, yeah, It's just all gone up so it, this is it sounds like a battle that's just unwinnable um, yeah. or, or, but so this well, is a great wargaming battle, but is it just unwinnable it, because no, of...
4: it's, it's not unwinnable because if his generals had listened to what his orders were, so he's got one group there off running after the Prussians. But these General Orders uh, marched to the sound of the guns and they went and faffed around. If they'd have turned up early and ignored the Prussians, they were supposed to just see them off and then come back to the battle. Then uh, they would have wiped out Wellington because they'd have just come in at the right side, hit from the side and taken it out.
2: Also, don't forget you had the nonsense with Second Corps trying to take out Hugelmann instead of just masking it, tying up an entire corps rather than an entire brigade. Then you also had- bogged down without knowing Blitzkrieg
0: then they should have done blitzkrieg and gone past the obstacle
2: absolutely and then in mid and in the middle of the afternoon marshal ney launches massive cavalry charges by about thousands of french cavalry against british squares and it just gets nowhere but it wears down the french cavalry
4: right so he so has got a timing issue as well so if the, the british storm in with their cavalry they, the french come back and instead of staging it they should have just uh, you know got the british to turn into squares and then hit with artillery that's his normal uh, thing or then time it. you know it's like in art to go you want all the elements set arriving at the same time instead he's sent uh now, i, I actually think I, I
0: don't think that's that's right peter i think it's like it's in battle empire really yeah. the whole squares thing i've not found that rule yet but in, in but empire. yeah yeah battle empire but Okay. So so basically this fantastic, superb military career of genius and the rest of it comes to one boiling crescendo at which they do everything wrong. Yeah. Right. So all the stuff that he got right earlier on, he just staved up all the mistakes and just made them all in one battle for which, you know, and after he made such a bad mistake, someone went, Let's start naming railway stations after this. And you, I'm just you know, rub and, it in forever. Yeah,
3: you know, as a wargamer, you can have you know two or three games where all you roll is five and sixes, mm. and at some point you are going to get a game where you roll nothing higher than a two.
0: Yeah, and this even, is with, just it.
3: even with general included, uphill against yep. mediocre bow in the open versus knights, you roll a one, he rolls or she rolls a six. And the general turns out to be unreliable.
5: I just, just make a point here that I, I've always skipped straight to the latter position. Very, I think i never had the former.
0: Right, okay, all right, just battle worth. right. Okay, no, that's it. So, so it's an ignominious end and the French mess up and lose because they roll Dude, like the twos.
2: Yeah, they lose. When Abba like... come on. Abba, come on! Incredibly No, bloody. in fact, Abba, if Abba knew anything about history—they would have sung "My My" and Waterloo. Napoleon ran away, pursued by a lot of angry Prussians. Well, Better history, okay. but they yeah. probably wouldn't have won the Eurovision Song Contest. They wouldn't have it.
0: scanned as well. Okay. No, absolutely. So, so, so he surrendered then, at some point, or would surrender.
5: Yeah, but not Eventually, yes. not, not for quite a while. Okay. They down, the uh, all dead. You have to remember, sort of, that while all this was going on. The Austrians were coming into France as well.
0: Right. Of course. So he right. must have thought, I'll have a go at them. So he ran away. Did he get, when did he get captured then? <clears throat> oh, about a couple of weeks later. He was well, trying he was to, just um, away, captured, to sneak out of France. And then did they work out this idea of giving him an island and a kingship? Didn't really work. Did they, they do a bit more? Um...
5: Yeah, they did. And they sent him into exile on the St. which is down in the middle, of, out in the middle of the South Atlantic. There aren't they even any direct flights. He decorated his
6: house yeah. with wallpaper impregnated with arsenic, which is what did for him in the end.
5: Well, almost all That's wallpaper at that date was, contained arsenic. arsenic. Yeah. <laughs> it was in yinks.
6: So it was the arsenic which got him in the end out of the wallpaper.
0: So so, massive so he was basically killed by wallpaper in the end.
5: Yeah, yeah. but well, arsenic, it was certainly arsenic. Whether it was okay. a, Probably not from a wallpaper though. No. He had gut complaints and arsenic was used in a lot of MSX that were, you know, So he
0: had, so he had piles methods. and then arsenic did for him. That's just a horrible, yeah. horrible end, isn't it, really?
5: I've got another well,
6: interesting point.
0: Right? There was okay. so many another. dead
6: bodies on the Battle of Waterloo. After the battle, it took them for five days. People went round knocking the teeth out of the dead bodies on the battlefield. And for even in the 1880s, people were referring to false teeth as Waterloo teeth. Hey, okay.
0: well, I think... Um, I a
6: full set of Waterloo teeth.
0: I think on that point, you know, it's been, it's been an epic, um, multi-week, slightly bizarre, full of irrelevance um, session of learning about Napoleonic Wars. And I think knowing about Waterloo teeth is probably the most appropriate point at which to draw quite a big, thick blue and red line underneath what has been a, an, an epic educational experience so so thank you all i'm, I'm glad it ended with with piles and, and arsenic that's always nice as well i'm glad the austrians got a mention in the last episode so so that's it and um you know no, I'm sure just, anybody just who listens to all of go. this will oh.
7: just before you go i want to share the biggest thing that i've learned from the whole of this series and the biggest thing that i've learned from the whole of the series is when i cook i don't use enough crayfish and fried eggs with my chicken <laughs>
0: Maybe uh, maybe we'll do a video episode of, of Cook Along with the Gang of Seven to do great yeah. Napoleonic recipes of our time, not involving arsenic and um, and, and not giving yourself piles. So look, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your forbearance. And um, I, I think I'm now um, I'm almost ready to um, think about painting up that British army. But I'm gonna, hang on for a bit longer. I'm gonna hang on for a bit longer. That's gonna be it. Good. We'll see you on the Battle Empire field play at some point soon. the last we'll ever hear of that music um because i doubt anyone's going to listen to this twice again
3: you know there's going to be a series too
0: there's got to be a fight yeah there's got to be another thing um adventures in arsenic on saint helena this could be the special that could be it There could be a whole months and months of that one so maybe i'll help us especially subjected good so look i think um from from moving on in our world of coronavirus it's the it's the thing the other thing that really gets under your skin and um and could possibly cause uh, lasting damage. It's Andy's quiz. So Andy, um, you know, in, inflict, impose your quiz answers upon us, and then Im- impose this week's final, um, final quiz of the series. Okay,
2: well last week the theme was, there was this Irishman. And I wanted to know who were the following three gentlemen of Irish birth or ancestry. Number one, the British general who, on being reminded of the fact that he was born in Ireland, replied that being born in a stable does not make one a horse. Well easy. Oh, nosy. Yep, well done. Yep. Number two, the American general who was appointed as military governor of Texas after the Civil War and who once commented that if he owned hell and Texas, he'd rent out Texas and live in hell. No idea. Phil Sheridan.
1: Mm.
2: He was later commander-in-chief of the whole American army. And then number three, the British Admiral, who on being advised to stop sending his ships to Crete to help evacuate the British forces in 1941 because of mounting losses to air attack, replied, it takes the Navy three years to build a ship, but it will take 300 years to build a new tradition. The evacuation will continue.
7: That's ABC. Correct.
2: Admiral Cunningham.
0: C'est une maladie.
2: Question. This week's quiz is slightly different and it's called Testing Tim on Napoleonics. So to find out what, if anything, Tim has learned over the last so many weeks. Now I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and they're multiple choice. So, you know, the true answer is in there somewhere, you just have to discern it, right? So question one, at which port did Napoleon make a name for himself by commanding the artillery during the siege in
0: 1793? Was it Margate, Calais, Brest, or Toulon? I think um, that was, I was going to say Alexandria, but that's not one of the answers. Um, brest is, has got best comedy potential, but I think I will go Toulon long because I yep. seem to remember that it was utterly incomprehensible why the British fleet were choosing Toulon long to invade' um, it's because so the French yeah, fleet
2: was there, but hey, right. I guess that was it. If, yeah, can you keep track of the score please? So he's got oh. one right
0: one okay. Right.
2: okay. number two in seventeen ninety six Napoleon took over the army of Italy in addition to Austria. Which other kingdom's army did he have to fight at the start of the campaign? A, the Mafia, B,
0: Papal States, C, Venice, or D, Savoy? Um, So, um, you know, Mafia was probably later when he was in Sicily or or, or Sardinia or something like that. And and his pizza pizza time came later. Um, I don't think the Papal States exists because that just had knights in it. And and Peter's not bouncing up and down in excitement. So it can 't be that one, so I think basically, because there 's always a culinary theme as well, and Savoy is a form of cabbage, and that 's a food. I think i 'm going to go with Savoy because all the stuff around Italy had a food theme.
6: Cabbage well is- done,
2: yeah, Savoy was right right now, number three, which military order was ejected from Malta by Napoleon en route to Egypt in seventeen ninety eight Was it the Knights of St. John, the Templars, the Baron knights? Or the Knights of St. Nee?
0: Oh. The Baron Knights would probably be ejected from many places, really. Um,
7: Long ago, outside the chip shop in Wolfhamstow, one of the first singles I ever bought that
0: was. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) yeah, that's... uh, I think you should probably put it on MP3 next time we go to a competition. We can kind of put that on. But it could even be the new theme tune for a new section, you know, in um, crappy military theme records of, of all time. So I'm... I, I don't think it was the Baron Knights. Um, I think they, um, they come later. They, they competed with ABBA for, um, in, in that period around the, the end of the Napoleonic Wars. Um, so I think I'm going to go for one of the first two, and I would probably go the Templars. No. No. Knights of oh. St. John. John. Knights of St. John. Okay. Yeah. Right. So okay.
2: Dupois. Right. Dupuis. You got one wrong. Right? At the Battle of the Nile, in which ship did the boy stand on the burning deck? Was it the Re du Tableau, the Orient, the Plume de Matante, or Bateau Fils de Visage de Bateau?
0: Right. That last one sounds like one of the things that one of your French swearing generals says, um, even though I don't know. Um, no, it's the French for boating McBoatface. Boating face. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> that works then. That's good. Um the Plume de Matante is um is is the sister ship of Le Sanger dans l'Arbe. Um, which is a great Eddie Izzard sketch of our time. Oh, um, so um, I think I'm no, going to go for.
5: A, a sur
0: l'autobus. Sur l'autobus. yeah. And then we get into Latin. Caecilius est in horto. Um, but I think I'm going to go for Le Orient because right. I can't remember the other one.
2: This is the Orient, right? Okay. Oh. Right.
0: Number Tua five point. is that
2: trois okay. oh, oh. No, twa Quatropa. Yes. Oh, one, go one, one, one wrong. Yeah. Who led the Swiss army?
6: Who led the Russian army? Question. How can we questions. Question. The truth is
2: in front. Question. The legend says. Question. And she also says. Question. It's a normality. Question. Andy, how many right. of these questions are there? Right. There's three. There's three more. Three more. Okay? Right. Okay. Right. I'm going through campaign by campaign. I'm trying to pick up something from each of the weeks. Right. In 1814, I think you're the
0: after, point. this isn't supposed to be a proper educational quiz. <laughs> like,
2: uh, in 1814, after Napoleon was forced to abdicate, who became king of France? Was it Louis Armstrong, Louis the XVI, Sixteenth, Louis the Eighteenth, or King Louis?
0: I think that was definitely the Eighteenth, because you know this, there was the yep. one where the Seventeenth didn't exist. Correct. So, uh, they made well it up for example. Okay. Well,
2: right. in the, it's the penultimate question here, in the Waterloo campaign, which newly appointed marshal with a dwarfish name? commanded the right wing of the French army? Was it grumpy, Caladrial? grouchy, bashful or dark?
0: Um it, it, it has to be... Um, is, this, is this a reference to the um, Napoleon's Piles and it's grouchy? Yep,
2: yeah, correct. Okay. okay. Last question. Yeah, in, got Sharps got Waterloo, Sharps, <laughs> in Sharps Waterloo, Sean Bean is sharp, says he'd like to ram the Prince of Orange's crown so the sun doesn't shine. What is Harper's response? A. Go for it, Richard. B. What are you going to do if it gets stuck? C. Are you sure that one created a diplomatic incident? Or D. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear.
0: Um, I would, I would definitely go with. Uh, did he just say bastard a lot? No. no let's heart go. Heart let's say? go for. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Correct. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Anybody <laughs> keeping score? Anybody still alive? Anybody still awake? <laughs> right. All here? wrong. What was that? I've,
5: 12 right,
0: 4 wrong. 12 right, 4 wrong out of 28. That's always yeah, their 30.
3: 16.
0: 412.
6: I think it was 18 out of 15. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> oh. 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 And okay, on that fun. note, on that note, on that note, we draw, draw a line under the, um, the quiz. <laughs>
2: Actually written a, a, a little poem called ode to the podcast
0: crew. Do you want to record it and send it to me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> How long is it? How long is it? Oh, it's How many pages? Way. One page. Fine. Fire but, away,
2: fire uh, away. Uh, we started in March and in each passing week on gaming and painting for hours we speak. There's Timmy and Tamsin and Adam and me plus Peter and Dave and Simon the Aussie. The armies we painted span a large chunk of time from Chinese through Vikings to Brits on the Rhine. Each week for debate, one list we submit, except for Dave when he chose Ugarit. I've learned about painting. I now know this much. For an African elephant, I must use a big brush. We found out what unit types each person likes. For Simon and Peter, it's Nellies and Knights. We're all different tastes. It's horses for courses. Tim likes mounted armies, but not painting horses. Dave likes classic armies, including the Roman, as long as they include two mediocre bowmen. Adam prefers to swap plastic for lead, and Tamson likes accessories and stuff for Judge Dredd. Wargaming vocabulary is expanded through Tim. Hazoons and Full Badger were coined by him. We've taught him Napoleonics, and this he has mastered. He now knows his more than Sean Bean saying bastard. We hope you stay well and can game with your friends as our once-weekly sequence of podcasting ends. So charge your opponents with bow, lance, or tusk. The day will be yours. They'll be flushed down the ask. Hey! Hey! Hey.
0: Well done, Andy. Let me ask you this. This means war. Well, look, I think we're, we're probably a month away from um, from the next time that we we come back to this, uh, which will probably be the time or it takes me weeks. to edit. It takes me takes me time to edit this one down um, to, to something manageable. So uh, I think um, rather than rather than look at what we're going to paint over the next month, maybe we reconvene and do that, or or possibly come back with a Viking special. Um, we can we can discuss that on the chat and see how it does. But it's been an epic twenty weeks. Um, I think we've nearly all been there for nearly all of them in, in some way, shape or form. We've, we have painted a lot. We've, we've gained a lot. We've talked a lot of rubbish. We've done a special on glue. We've done a special on paintbrushes. There's been all sorts of nonsense on this one. And um, it certainly helped keep me sane over, well, sane-ish over <laughs> this one. And it's given some focus to the painting. It's been a nice, nice weekly anchor for for all of us. So I think from my point, I just like to thank all, all the other six of you from, um, for educating, entertaining, and soaking up enormous amounts of my Monday nights, and um, I think it's been it's been an epic thing. So, thank you, folks, and um, thank you all. And we will return. I am sure we will absolutely return. Like Napoleon. Like yeah. Napoleon.
5: Thank you to our listener.
0: Yeah, thank you yeah. to <laughs> our listener. We'll, we'll return <laughs> with we'll return with piles, and um, we'll be <laughs> licking the wallpaper. That's probably the um, <laughs>
5: And you can ask another
6: one.
0: We can ask ask another one. Yeah, all like. be flushed down the Usk.
6: Right, well,
7: just stop the pit. Puns. Yeah, just stop
0: the chat. Tim, <laughs>
7: thank you very much, yeah. guys. Thank you very much. Listener, thank you very much, listener. Thank you
0: very much. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
6: wearing speedos. Don't tell the listener! He's not getting a refund.